All right. Every single one of our recordings start with us going, all right. Yeah. (laughs) I I edit these sometimes. I know. I edit them to varying degrees. (laughs) (laughs) You went pretty try hard on our last episode. I'll give you that much. It felt necessary. We keep talking about random mini games, so I like try to add a visual aid so people can have any idea what we're talking about. (laughs) It was cool. I really appreciated it. I'm going to put it up um, probably tomorrow, I think. And just skip all the ones in the middle. <laughs> I yeah, I'm not in them. <laughs> I, I, I think I'll put them all up. I think I'll put them up in a row. Anyway, anyway, that'll be a big diversion. All of your 11 and 12 minute episodes followed by three consecutive days of two hour videos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, there'll still be 11 and 12 minute episodes alongside them. Oh, pleasing everyone. Dude, I I got videos scheduled for like three weeks right now. You're a one stop shop. That's the hope. Sorta. Not really. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know what it, I didn't even know what it meant. I just said it and then I'm like, alright, I'm just gonna commit to this one and just see yeah, how uh, it plays uh, out. And then right, I agreed so, with it and then thought about it and then let's, I was, let's okay, let's new, not analyze uh, shit. <laughs> let's announce a new feature for the podcast or a new thing yeah. tied to the podcast, which I added a uh basically a Tumblr account where so you can go you can now go to fournerds.tumblr.com slash ask. And that's a place where you can we can sort of have one single location to drop questions because we're multiple people across multiple channels and multiple videos, and this is like the mm-hmm. best way to try to make the questions go to one spot. So just as a reminder, this is for questions that you want to have answered in the podcast, and so they should be generally targeted at all of us. Uh, if you mm-hmm. have specific questions for one person and it's not related to the rest of the group, and it's more Get just out. personal stuff to them, that's, that's <laughs> you probably should just try to ask them mm-hmm. instead of the podcast as a whole yeah. like this is more yeah. general stuff and when and, i tweeted it out last week we already got a question one person cool. was, yes. was paying attention or had okay. and had something yeah. to ask and Wait, generally speaking yep the, the questions are going to be for next next podcast we're not going to use this we're not going to be keeping track of this live i don't think to like mm-hmm. try and like catch your questions that way yeah i'm just saying like this mm-hmm. is our go-to place for questions now because otherwise we have to hunt to, down we miss obscure it. videos and figure out yeah. where, where they where they, where they were left and stuff like that. And then comments and stuff. Yeah, it's too hard. So our first mm-hmm. question we've gotten so far is uh, Anonymous asks, uh, what is your least favorite game of all time? What's your guilty pleasure game or games? And mm-hmm. which, which they define as games that are uni- almost universally disliked, but strangely, you have a lot of fun playing them. Huh. And actually, I and I've had the advantage of knowing about this question in advance. I've had trouble coming up with a proper answer for mm-hmm. least favorite game of all time, just because like that. Because yeah, it's like what's the most like hated game, more or less, or, or like the closest thing to a game you would hate. And it's games take so much effort to play that the idea of of like st- sticking with one long enough to continually have bad feelings about it is almost like hard as a concept, right? Yeah. Um, I disagree. There are some games I've played that I've been repulsed by within about like 15 minutes well, beyond the games any redemption. Dropped. Yeah, but Very some true. of them I was recording, so I tried to stick with it for like 40 minutes, and then I was just like, ugh, I was done. <laughs> I can only say that about two games specifically. I might as well answer the question. Uh, number one is Bad Rats. Bad Rats is really, really bad. Like, atrociously bad. So Bad Rats is this game you can buy for, like, 99 cents or something like that on Steam. And it's a 
it's a Flash game that they ported, and for one, it barely works. Usually, it crashes people's computers. Uh, and then, if it does work, you play, like, this really shitty, shitty, really violent, uh, pu- like, physics puzzle game that's just like, there's mm-hmm. a cat. You try to get a bomb to roll next to the cat so that the cat explodes into, like, blood particle effects. And the puzzles Ooh. are all stupid. The graphics are atrocious. The music sounds like ass. And the humor <laughs> is about as tasteful as, like, uh, like going on to, like, stormfront.com and, like, being like, I want to go into the comedy section and hear about, like, how, like, minorities are ruining the world and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually a pretty racist game. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of, like, a lot of the humor is derived of, like, making fun of minorities. It's a really Ooh. shitty game. It's this a really is shitty game. Excessive. How do they put <laughs> yeah. that into a game about killing cats? Uh, it'll it. be like you, you, you like send suicide bombers at cats and shit like that. Uh, yeah, so this game it's... has no redeeming value. Not, it, it, it can't even pretend it has redeeming value. It's so bad. Um, and the other game they played that was terrible. By the way, there's a sequel to Bad Rats, if you want to check that out. The other game... Yeah. <laughs> it's just as bad. The other game that I played that I really hated is Toilet Tycoon. Um, because that Toilet game... Tycoon. It was like... It was like this weird... It was kind of funny, because the game was like a translated German game. And for whatever mm. reason, they didn't... They, like, used, like, Middle English to translate things. So it would be like... It was so strange. It'd be like you'd be talking about toilets, and it'd be like, uh, you musteth go to the latrine, and stuff like that, in the <laughs> middle of a city. And instead of saying, like, yes or no to dialogue boxes, it would be, like, agree and fi. <laughs> and it was like, that alone was kind of weird, and it kept me going in this game. But the uh, for one, the AI cheated like crazy, and uh, the graphics were, again, really bad. The gameplay was terrible. The music was like a shitty, like MIDI, like RPG level maker MIDI. Oh wait, uh, so what was what was your obstacle in getting to the latrine? Uh, I mean, you had to. You were like the owner of like public, uh, private, like toilets, and and um, yeah. So did you people have to set would, prices? Like, yeah, people would have things. to like pay like to use your crappers and. Uh, yeah, it was. I know that you have that. It was really bad. Coaster tycoon, you could charge people to go to the bathroom, but then the poor people would be standing out there being like, "I don't like the price of the bathrooms. I need to go to the bathroom." Yeah, see, that's a feature in a fun game. <laughs> Imagine if somebody took that and only made that part of the game. There was no other parts to it. Hmm. Uh, it was really, really, really bad. Just an awful, awful fucking game. Okay, so that answers so the answer- worst games I've ever played. Those two. <laughs> They're tied. They're tied for horrible, horrible so games. So what's, what's the game that you like that you shouldn't then? I wasn't able to come up with one. Um, but it's weird because I know that I do have an answer for that, but I can't for the life of me figure it out. Just name the um, game you made. Just do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't do that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look through my Steam library and see if it uh, jumps out. Brainstorming to me, but time. Why doesn't, why doesn't somebody else like field this question for a little bit while I do that? Um, okay. Um, 
I actually, I have an idea for one of the games that I had played to some extent that was just... The interesting thing is the premise of the game is that you're supposed to prevent people from having their heads explode due to some weird disease. Uh. <laughs> so I was about to say that it was mind-blowingly bad, but... <laughs> and then, then I was Why like, didn't oh, you wait. say that? I... I I didn't know how to say it in such a way that, uh, never mind. In any case, it was mind-blowingly bad in the sense that you had these really bizarrely rendered cartoon characters in, you ran a doctor's office, and you had to, obviously, it's sort of like the tycoon game, where you make sure that you buy the proper facilities, a waiting room, uh, hire a receptionist, make sure that you have qualified doctors, and, mm -hmm. but... These people, I don't know how to describe the art artistic style, but imagine if you took the trolls from, you know, like the old tr trolls from the 50s that were always butt Speaking naked. Speaking of, did I didn't you know they had the internet in the 50s? No, not those They're kind of trolls. They're making a trolls movie? Like the blue-haired, <laughs> like, thing that goes yeah. on your desk? They're finally, they're finally yeah. making Trolls 1? Oh, uh, <laughs> Funny. Yeah, also, it, it, we, uh. saw, we saw the trailer for it when going to Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh, in any Great case, great movie, uh, by the way. Mm -hmm, though I was really upset at the ending, but we can talk about that yeah, later. We can skip that. Uh, <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, so imagine the trolls, except take their mouth and separate it, like tug it down to the lower like third of the face so that the noses are up really high right between two very round close together eyes oh just one of the grossest human faces i could possibly conceive of uh i'm picturing the annoying orange <laughs> oh. the, no, the, the annoying orange is really gross looking the, the, the eyes have to be even closer together and further up on the head with the nose and the mouth even lower and always in a persistent frown so <laughs> most of the people would be coming in and there were a couple of different illnesses one of them turned them green and they looked like on the cusp of vomiting but then there mm. was one where their heads had ballooned out to twice, three times their size. And it was interesting because when you saw a doctor performing a procedure to cure them of said disease, if their procedure ended poorly, it could result in a fatality, at which point their head would pop. Yeah. And, and it was just like, what? Now, this was a game, I forget the title of it. Uh, I'm sorry, but it came with a set of games from the year 2000 and that's mm -hmm. where i'd also gotten the dune 2000 game which i absolutely mm -hmm. loved but it was part oh, of this God. random mixed the pack period of time where, where we obsessed over calling everything 2000 like that wasn't gonna immediately take <laughs> the game <Yeah>. whatever 2000 <laughs> this Pokemon game the is movie, new and special and amazing because we called, it comes with the new century we called stuff 2000 for like the entire five years leading <laughs> up to 2000 <laughs> yeah sim <laughs> city 2000 Tyrion 2000, <laughs> uh, the game you just mentioned, Dune 2000. Ah, oh, jeez, right. there were so many. I can only think yeah. of those three, but I'm sure if I sat down and thought about it. Anyway. Yeah, so it was part of this huge mix set. It may have come with an Oregon Trail and other things, you know. Just mm. a basic starter thing of, here are some really cheap games that you can get. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I tried playing it. 
But in the end, I realized, why am I doing this? Why am mm -hmm. I finagling around with money and hiring people to run an, a doctor's office and then have, you know, patients die via head explosion if I don't do everything correctly? And why have doctors uh, at all? Yeah, really. No, just no, top no, all no, the we, buildings. We, Let's just give up no, now. No, no, we, we definitely need doctors in real life. But I'm like, <laughs> I I was so stressed out by this game. It was probably oh, one of the people reasons. People are saying you're talking about Theme Hospital. What? Is it called Theme Hospital? I don't know. I think it might be because that's what people are identifying it as. And I'll, do do, I'd be do people to trust die them. via uh, having their heads balloon out? Possibly. Maybe. Uh, in any case, yeah, it was, it's, I swear it's probably one of the reasons why I didn't want to get into medicine. Maybe. I'm just imagining a hospital <laughs> themed around that carnival game where you with the squirt gun and the balloon. You just explode uh, the patients. A really misguided version of the, uh, like medical center I mean, Japanese games. They would need all the patients, though, and sometimes, uh, yeah, how, how old was I when I was playing that? I must have been nine. Yeah. And I just like, you know what? No. Uh, so that I was probably... I actually own that game. You do? Yeah, I've never played it, though. <laughs> so, I so mean, it's a I Steam game, play... then. Uh, Origin. Oh. It was one of the ones they were handing oh. out for free for a while. Oh. So, I mean, obviously, growing up, I didn't have a very large selection of games, but the ones that I did have tended to be... You know, the classics that you would have on the Nintendo 64. Mm -hmm. That and my brother's large menagerie of racing games. Mm. And then... Also on the uh, N64. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, PC games were typically the ones that my father purchased, like the Myst series, mm -hmm. uh, Rem. I, I myself, though, had gotten Knights of the Old Republic and Star Wars-themed games. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that reminds me of a game that... I had never played that was awful, but my brother had, and it was called Hard Truck. <laughs> and the premise of that was uh, you were a truck driver, you know, picking up loads, taking them to another location. I think they may have had fairly accurate maps of the United hmm. States, so you were actually driving real routes and such, but you had to mm -hmm. upgrade your rig, you would acquire money, and that would help you upgrade your rig and whatever. But, sort, of, sort of like Euro uh, Truck Simulator and stuff. Uh, yeah. It was essentially a truck simulator. And the interesting thing was, I mean, if you didn't stop often enough, your character would get sleepy. And That's when cool. you start when you start falling asleep at the wheel, uh, you just sort of see like a, a unified lid like mm -hmm. opening and closing across the screen, so it would just fuzz out and be just very disorienting. Some of us call I, that I, hard I mode. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I suppose I, I I think gum, some games have implemented that for, like, stunned or poisoned or, like, other status effects. I'm just Hunger, imagining looking up on YouTube with this game for, like, a no-sleep challenge run or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the point of it was they wanted you to crash or something, and I think you could get pulled over by the cops for speeding. It, I don't know. I mean, I... Maybe I'm being too hard on it, but I... I couldn't see the point of playing it. But, Yeah. Not nearly as stressful as having people's heads popping at your uh, on your watch. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, There's not really very many games that uh, approach that level of stressful. <laughs> as for... Um, Just be a good doctor or I, one's heads will explode. No biggie. <laughs> it's a really chill uh, situation. 
But the problem was there didn't seem to be, aside from hiring the very best doctors and investing in the best equipment, the most up-to-date equipment, it seemed like there wasn't really a way to keep up with it. It was, oof. In any case, uh, I'm trying to think of a game that I liked that I probably shouldn't have liked. And I mean, I haven't played it at all recently, but I actually, when I was younger, extensively played the Barbie games. Specifically, uh-huh. the, dete- the detective Barbie games. <laughs> That's a good guilty pleasure game right there. I can't think of much that really tops that. <laughs> and, I mean, it was interesting because, I I mean, I played the missed games with my father, but mm-hmm. he, they got me those games because they're like, oh, this is your level of, mm-hmm. like, puzzle solving and detective business. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but... It's all like uh, Mist, which is nobody's level. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Mist. In uh, any case, so... Uh, you always started the games with, you know, Barbie being like, hey, we have a, we have a case to solve kind of thing. And they had pre-recorded all of, like, as many names as they could conceive of. And so when I put my name in, it was always Michelle. And uh, I don't know if they had a Carl or a Keith or a... Probably not. Those are dude names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they did, they did have a selection of boy names. They anticipated Maybe, you, maybe they were very open-minded would, Barbie games. They they anticipated that boys would be playing a game, so they did have all the names there. Now, what would be interesting is going back to the game and reading the list to see what the popular names of, like, the Oh, that's a really were. cool... That would be kind of fun. Yeah. It'd be so, like, but, Chad, they, Carl, uh, uh, Kareem... They, because Kareem yeah. Abdul-Jabbar was pretty cool back then. <laughs> so, but only uh, in its he, entirety. You couldn't call yourself Kareem. You had to call yourself the entire thing. <laughs> and uh, the interesting thing was they were all pre-recorded, like the names. So it was always in the book. And there were there were some creepy situations in the game where you would see a shadow, you know, walking around uh, a corner uh, in a theme park, an abandoned theme park and stuff. And Barbie would be like, Oh no! Oh no! Michelle, look at that shadow! And you'd oh, be that's like, cute. "What?" No, but it's the, the Michelle would be completely out of place because it'd be uh-huh. like, "Hi, Philip, Jay, and- Fry." <laughs> <laughs> always my like, go-to hey, for that. <laughs> Forever, <Yeah. laughs> the Lucy Liu bot will always be my stand-in for the weird, out of place, like pre-rendered yeah. di- dialogue being baked into a sentence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I will so always game... remember memory deleted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Fine, the I'll never forget always... you. Memories deleted. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, the games would always start with you. Uh, typically, it was at the behest of a distant family member or friend. Uh, they would call on you and your pals for aid, and they would have you. Uh, you know, talk to suspects, uh, investigate around. You want to give us around. the short version? Well, what was interesting thing was the interesting thing was Barbie at the end of not... each game, after you found enough clues and enough, there were like footprints on the ground and handprints and stuff. It was interesting, but you could only ever see them through your magnifying glass. Uh, because Barbie it, is severely nearsighted and doesn't so want anybody to know. The reason know. why Are we, they like, were like so fatal re- frame. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> the reason why they were so replayable for me and my friends when I was little was uh, the fact that there would Wait. always be a final challenge. 
to catch the bad guy. And it would usually be one of three different uh, mini-games, in a way. Uh, I remember one, there was a boat chase. You had to go over obstacles or around obstacles and chase the other guy in the boat. And if you caught up with him, you caught them. There was one in the carnival one where you went down a, a slide and you had to, you know, keep just behind the guy who's, you know, obviously just a black shadow. So you can't tell who it is. And the slide splits and you have to, you know, it's sort of like a reflex game. You have to choose which part of the slide they chose to go down so that you could follow them. And if you miss them, too bad. You have to do a different challenge in a different part of the world to catch them again. So, uh, and then at the end, there were, I think, at least two to three different culprits that you could find. And they would always do the, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids kind of deal. It worked but, for you, Barbie and Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And then Barbie would congratulate you for solving the case and everything. Thank so, you, Michelle. The Turing test was a lot like, easier back in the 90s. I feel like I need to uh, uh, respond to some of this before people get angry at me. Wait. What's going on? The reason why I usually say shall give us the short version is I've heard these stories at least twice before. Oh. And that is just like every podcast, she tells a story I've heard before well, multiple times. They haven't necessarily <laughs> heard it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just from my perspective, it's just like watching Mulan for the nth time. It's like, I get it. It was amazing. I got I got well, pretty funny comments about Shell's talking a moment ago where someone said she's talking about trolls a lot right now. And somebody else says, try F5-ing in response to somebody else saying the stream wasn't working. But the same guy responded, I did, but she's still talking about trolls. F5 is powerless <laughs> to stop her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny. Yep, so the, that's my, my worst game, at least from my childhood. And my guilty pleasure game, also from my childhood. I can't think of things that I'd return to for that. I don't really play much for video games unless it's with Wander anymore. We're slowly beating Setsuna and Abduction. It's hard. <laughs> okay, so what about... Uh, is it going to be Wander or Koof that talks next? Uh, Bird, did you ever think of a guilty pleasure? Yeah, so my guilty pleasure are uh, shitty Flash games. Yeah, just in general, like all of them? A lot of them. I play games on Congregate and Newgrounds and stuff still oh. to this day. Uh, usually, They're usually even games I've beaten before. I'm just like, I have, like, 30 minutes to kill, and I don't really have anything to do. Like, every, like, couple of weeks, I'll just, like, fire up, like, uh, Bloons Tower Defense, or, like, games that are... <laughs> I mean, games that aren't even that good. Or like, Tower, Tower Defense. Is Defense. Still, yeah, Bloons hey, Tower Defense hey. is still kind of arguably good, but, like... I've, I've been down that same rabbit hole of being stuck in college and having, like, the gap between classes and no good video mm -hmm. game sources, so I would just play, like, Tower Defense games on Congregate until my next class started. Yeah, hey, so that's... that's... That's not nearly as bad as the uh, Flash game I saw my cousin playing once where a kid would trip on the sidewalk if he didn't raise or lower the platforms for him properly. Oh, wow, that's banal. Run a limbo game. Those are, <laughs> those are different. That's a popular mobile. Yeah, uh, well, I don't play so those. What's the difference between a mobile and a Flash game then? I thought Flash is using Flash animation, but a lot of mobile games use that, don't they? Nope, they can't. Uh, they mm -hmm. usually... If Flash mobile is too intensive, usually, actually, for mobile platforms, mo usually. Well, 
Really? Yeah, yeah, for security actually, problems. And I, I think iPhone literally yeah. doesn't have Flash. Like, you can't even yeah, for security play Flash issues. stuff on websites. Flash is really, really, really easy to hack. Yep. So, most <laughs> iOS devices don't let you... Well, yes. I mean, all, most mobile devices. iOS definitely doesn't allow you to do it, but most uh, mobile devices entirely don't have Flash support at all. It kind of works. Although it doesn't. Flash so, yeah. became one of those things like Kleenex, where it's like used as a name for all things that are not what it is, but people don't know what to call the overall thing, so they just call everything Kleenex. Yeah, it's also kind of become a style. If that yeah, makes it's sense. true. It did become a style. Yeah, but like, I, I don't know, it's 2D and it's <laughs> on a computer. It must be Flash. I don't yeah. think that people would call like Unity 3D browser games Flash, for example, but maybe they do. I don't know. No. I, Everything I mean, that looks a like a shitty indie game make... is called Unity, regardless of yeah. the level of Unity it has. Oh, <laughs> point. All right, so that's my guilty pleasure game. So why don't we uh, punt it off to uh, so, so Bird's guilty pleasure is congregate.com. Mm -hmm. All of it. <laughs> Basically. Some of those games have actually gone to Steam, I think. Like, I've oh, graduated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Defender's um, Quest. Um... Oh, God, Defender's Quest. Yeah, I remember that. So, so my... Uh, I, I had to think about this for a while, and the only... it For me, it had to be, like, a game that I was held hostage by, by Let's Play, basically. And I'm like, we're finishing this because I started it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I think my least... One of my least favorite games, like it's it's a it's almost a bit of a tie between Anima, uh, Gate of Memories, and every 3D Sonic game. Because oh. <laughs> they're both they're both types uh -huh. of games that are just released in a state where I'm like, I can't imagine people enjoying this, but it's okay, in stores, so and it's like I, I it feels like Sonic it's for ones. no one. So what what was the Anima one? I know I know the just, Sonic ones and how bad they are. It was but... just yeah. bad. Anima no. is a game where everyone that I knew who also does videos or even tries to play games or general that, that encountered it in any capacity gave up about an hour in because they couldn't mm -hmm. take it anymore. <laughs> and I, did a, I played that game. It I sucks. did a full 29 episode <laughs> series on it, which is up to the finale with multiple t uh, uh, types of endings and everything. So I've experienced pretty much the full breadth of this game. And man, mm -hmm. it is just never well designed on any yeah. level ever. And, like, the only real good thing about it is just looking at screenshots of it. Of like, oh, look at that art style. They really pulled off with their tiny dev company. I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, that's nice. But then you have to play the game. And the voice acting is, it's not just that the voice acting is bad from, like, a performance level. It's bad from a mm -hmm. technical level in that it's badly recorded. So, uh -huh. like, on top of being bad voice actors that aren't convincing and flat and boring and monotonous and slow. Princess, you gotta save the world. No, it's the opposite. It's not instead of muffled, it's like they're too loud. It's too loud. It's they're, like too compressed. Uh, they, had the, uh, no, they had the less player problem. No, they had the less player problem where it's they like they clipping. literally clip. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, like if you played the beginning of the game, you would have encountered like the red red queen or whatever the hell they called it in the, the beginning of the game. That's like your mentor character, and every time she's yeah. uh, every time the red lady's in the game, she'll have some line where her audio actually clips because it's too loud or she's too close <laughs> to the microphone. I'm like. You couldn't do another uh, take? Like, that was your only one? Yeah. Like, you can tell it's a bunch of voice actors they probably hired over the internet. The platform. Like, they hired him over the internet <laughs> to submit voice clips the same way that you hear about, like, Jim Sterling being in a video, video game, and of course he's not going to go visit the studio or anything. Uh -huh. But I think that's their whole other voice actors, so they're all massively different qualities, and it's all kind of garbage. But then the story itself mostly doesn't make sense, all the way down to, like, the bad ending of the game. 
features somebody who literally sacrificed themselves to encase this person in a prison, and the, uh-huh. when the person turns evil, that the person that sacrificed themselves to imprison them in the first place is like, I can't believe you would betray us all, and it's like, you literally sacrificed yourself to imprison them in the first place because you knew they were a bad person. <laughs> How are you surprised now that they're a bad person at the end of the game? And it's like, Lot, lot, like a lot of really weird gaps and bad storytelling, bad voice acting, bad everything. But then skip all the story and all of its monotony and, and nonsense and just go to the gameplay and it never feels good even remotely. You attack tons of bullets. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a bullet sponge. Uh, <clears throat> the melee combat's really repetitive. The ranged combat's even more repetitive. And they don't feel like... It's not like Devil May Cry where you you gracefully go back and forth between sword and gun combat and it all combos together really nicely. It always feels like you're playing wrong, no matter what, to the point where I would give up and look up other people playing the game to see if I'm crazy, and every person I could find also looks like they're playing it wrong, so it just feels like the game isn't playable, like there's no it's way to, there's wrong. no right way to do it. And it it's a it, game I, designed to elicit feelings of awkwardness no matter what you're doing. Yeah, and it's the uh, it's the ultimate test for the type of person that tries to say get good in response to all, all questions of difficulty ever, because mm-hmm. you eventually hit a point where it's like, Enemies take like 500 hits to take down, and they can pr- take they can take out half your health every time they hit you. And they have these massive mm-hmm. undodgeable attacks, and it's a massive time sink to take them down. And you have a super limited healing pool. And as far as you can tell, like there's no real way to avoid half the moves. And like and on top mm-hmm. of that, there's boy- bad voice acting and bad visuals. And sometimes like there'll be like a lens flare thing, I, like a like a, a Bloom in the background where you can't even see their moves like magic properly past the white background and like and even mm-hmm. on a basic level ignoring all the weird difficulty le- issues and how long the boss fights are and how tedious they are just on a basic level out of all the boss fights there's like two that have the foundations of being a fun idea for a fight in the first place like mm-hmm. most of them are just bad ideas done badly <laughs> there's only like one cool one like there's one there's one neat one where there's like a, a little boy that's actually immortal or something and goes back and forth between two magic elements like they're like you're playing Ikaruga and so you have to go mm-hmm. back and forth between your two magic elements which is how the game works is you switch between two bodies oh. all the time so it's like oh wow they use the that thing that's actually fun and good yeah, they actually use the main core mechanic of the game as a boss fight mechanic once in the middle it's not even a climactic fight <laughs> or an intro fight it's one mm. fight like halfway through the game and then never again <laughs> which is weird but then on, on top of everything else so like, yeah, they, they scratch at something good and then that was it. <laughs> it. It's 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 a weird nightmare. Like it's a uh, there's a part where you're walking. Like they try to have colorful dialogue randomly trigger while you're walking around, but sometimes it leads to a moment like uh, the evil book that you have that you can transform into the form of. Uh, he will just start singing, reading Rainbow, and wait, like the, legit reading Rainbow. The like, joke. The joke wait, is he's what? saying reading Ergo instead because his name's Ergo and he's a book, but he'll keep going. So it's not like a one, like, not only is it a bad joke, but it's not even, like, one line as a throwaway thing. He will go, like, verses in, and he keeps going for, like, 30 seconds of bad singing of a bad oh, joke. God. And I'm like, oh, God, this is still going. This is really <laughs> happening right now. Wait, and, like, is this in a game? Yeah, this is a game. This is a game that happened. He's, he's doing reading Ergo? Yep, because his yep. name's Ergo, and that's the joke. And he just keeps he going. He's literally saying, reading Ergo. Yes, in the sky. but worse than that, oh. it's it's really it's really forced. But <laughs> then extra bad things. It's got 
uh, ignoring the super repetitive, like it has, it has the super intensely long bullet spongy boss fights that take forever to take down, but can obliterate you very suddenly, and it feels like you have to cheese them to beat them. Uh, you fight the same enemies over and over again for almost the entire duration of the game. Like, if, if a level has like two enemies, those are pretty much the ones you're going to see forever. Uh, there's not that many levels to begin with either. Uh, and mm-hmm. it, the way the way of trying to mix it up is to add platforming. And the platforming is god awful because it's one of those games where I'm sure you've I'm sure you've experienced bad platforming in a PC game before, where it often involves mm-hmm. a character that that goes up and down weirdly fast and has really fiddly movement in la- in a 3D space. So you got mm-hmm. can't. But they're very like floaty, so they're hard to like actually yeah. move and stuff. Like, yeah. like one of those games where you're like really like no matter how long you play, you're always super un- not confident about where you're actually going to land whenever you jump, mm-hmm. even when you've done it for a while. Like it's Ooh, that kind yeah. of feeling. I hate that. I, I hate that I, I, so much. Yeah. And the funny th- yeah. and like this is like anima is a special type of bad because while I was playing it, I could often literally look at it and be like, "Oh, this is how you would fix this." And I'm not, I'm not a game <clears> developer, but I'm like, I know how to fix that part and that part and that part. <laughs> like they have parts well, where they probably just didn't. They probably developed it too fast or just didn't possibly. give a shit. Honestly, or did they just a lot didn't of have <laughs> proper a lot few of, people to have feedback from or anything? A lot of like you know game design problems with controls and stuff are pretty well solved at this point. So, like, it's not hard to, like, make a character that controls well if you're using, yeah. like, an out-of-the-box type of solution. Like, anybody can fire up Unity. new to development or phoning it in. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the- true. If you're phoning it in. <laughs> but if, like, so you then- decide, like, I want to make a third-person adventure game, go to like- Unity.com, the asset store, and buy third-person adventure character controller, and then you're set. Like one one of the big things that really stood out to me in that game was that it would sometimes go into 2D platforming mode, but when it went into 2D platforming mode, you could still you still had 3D controls, which meant that you could walk like even though you couldn't physically move forward and away from the camera, you could angle diagonally, which would affect your momentum and directions because it wouldn't it wasn't <clears throat> in pure uh, 2D controls. But mm-hmm. on top of that, your camera, which is like it is for the entire game, was 100% fixed to an exact part of your body. And would never mm-hmm. have any give or any adaptation to that. So that mm-hmm. meant every time you jumped, your camera moved at the exact same pace as your character with your character as, as a third person behind the shoulder, behind the back camera. That was like was zoomed uh-huh. way out and everything, which leads to the really awkward thing of like when you're playing a when you're two D platforming. That means that when you're going left or right, every time you jump, the entire screen goes up and down with your character, even though you're not leaving the screen or anything. When like mm-hmm. if it was static, then you could you could like follow the arc of your jump because the ca- the camera would be staying still and just mm-hmm. scrolling and like that like stuff like that was like stuff that immediately stood out to me. I'm like, wow, this would be way easier if the camera made any sense. <laughs> but instead, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. and we have to play it like this forever. So, what's that's your guilty right. pleasure game? Yeah, that's um, what I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, you you've died. You get a very good answer for hated game. <laughs> oh my gu- my guilty well, pleasure yeah, has it's... to be the Dynasty Warriors series. Yeah, are those really considered bad, though? Yes. Uh, they're awful. The uh, entire series like, consistently gets okay. reviews in the range of, like, 4 out of 10, basically. <laughs> and, I, uh, I thought they were fairly well uh, received, even though I've played them. And they're I think received they're, in audience yeah. fairly well. It's so one of those like, things yeah, where the you talk to people, like, the only people you hear about that talk about them are the ones that like them, because no one else will talk about them in the first place. Because uh, it's not Call of Duty, really... where all the people who don't like mm-hmm. it are loud about it, because you no, know, there's nothing to be loud about, because you just don't know it exists. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, like they're intensely repetitive and they're poorly voice acted, and they don't tell their yeah, story very well in most yep. inter- iterations, yep. and they're usually technically yep. not very good games. On like like also they don't true. perform well, and 
they're often some of the games are like a weird mess of mechanics that don't that don't fit together or or, or, or aren't explained or don't have a reason to exist. Like mm-hmm. in some of them, yeah. really weird amounts of bow controls you could do for reasons, but why? When you could just stab everybody, like Im- like imagine like flattening three hundred soldiers with four swings of a sword, or slowly picking them a- one person out away with a single shot. You can do a single bow shot with a manually aimed mm-hmm. camera every five seconds. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, who would ever use that mechanic? But uh, I think the only thing I, I was I completed ever like tempted. five games in the series, one hundred percent. Like, multiple characters maxed out, and every single storyline finished, and every feature unlocked, and every campaign completed, and so on. It's yeah, I think the only version of the Dynasty Warriors games I was ever interested in was uh, the Hyrule Warriors, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> I think I think we demoed that, and I was thinking to myself, uh, I mean, sure, you're going through mobs of, literally, moblins, but... Yep. I mean, you're just taking points, maybe releasing new characters. I I don't know if that's the type of game for me, just plowing through things. I really love story, and much, that's much to wander. Oh, those well, are you're not, not getting that. That's you're not getting out. that Dynasty Warriors. Not really. <laughs> you're getting cheese voice acting and stuff. <laughs> and, like, uh, really heavy, like, Mary down. Sue interpretation of cutscenes for Zhao Yun yeah. over and over again. Because they arbitrarily yeah. made him the main character, so he gets a really intense CG cutscene at the beginning of every game. Mm-hmm. Where I he, mean, like, will just... stomp a horse to explode an entire boat or something. <laughs> yeah. Is it's it, pretty nuts. Is it sort of akin to a fighting game, but it's not a one-on-one, it's just you versus everything? Because yeah. I would say that I would, I would say, say that Dynasty Warriors is just campaigns. a 3D brawler. Where, yeah. like two, yeah. where, like, 2D brawlers were games like Double like Dragons and stuff like that, where you just go left to right and punch things. But mm-hmm. now it's in 3D with a spinny sword. How we'd like roll through things constantly, kind of like that, I guess. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember the very first time I ever picked up Dynasty Warriors. I rolled like a 300 hit combo without getting hit once. Yep, that's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it was literally like, oh hey, like there's this new like game I got. You should check it out. And then yeah. I played it, and I fucking steamrolled the game. <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, "Am I doing well? I, am I doing bad? I don't, I don't know." What's and interesting uh, is that was it. <laughs> when I see these video games and watch various uh, television shows, anime, whatever, where you have the warrior fighting mm-hmm. against, you know, a number of, if not like dozens of mooks, mm-hmm. and you think to yourself, "Does does an individual have the stamina for that? No. Of course not. Oh. No. And, and <laughs> it's I wearing armor. It's hard to move. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we were also talking about, um, oh, we were playing I Am Setsuna, and Setsuna got partially munched on by a massive penguin. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if that massive penguin bit you, it'd be, it'd be pretty bad. You'd be yeah. bleeding and down for the count. Uh I think yeah. that the average soldier during those time periods in war fought for three minutes. Three to five minutes. And uh, then they before. died of malaria. It was well, very tragic. I mean, I know I know that, uh, well, that like that's about as long as people like, could move. Even minor <laughs> yeah. If I've learned anything uh, from the olden times based on Oregon Trails, that you click on three things and then you die of dysentery. <laughs> and I think that's enough history that, lesson for me. You can't I don't extrapolate need... that backwards to talk about medieval warfare. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I got this figured out. <laughs> yeah, that's how you, that's how sieges worked, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then they started resorting to, you know, there's like load the dysentery into the catapults. With the Black Plague. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that happened. For one of the first instances of biological warfare. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Load, load the disease looking cow, lob it over the walls, and let them die horribly. That's my wife. I mean, yeah. Iron, uh, <laughs> Iron Age warfare was uh, pretty, pretty. Incredibly brutal in every single respect. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you see how they actually had, you know, masses of of like armies and such, mm-hmm. and it's just like, yeah, they don't. Obviously, that's not a thing anymore. I think what was it? The Revolutionary War had a lot more guerrilla warfare, and that's sort of persisted to this day. Though now with a lot uh, more than planes what? and. Rel- huh? a, a lot more than what? Like, relative to what did it have more guerrilla warfare? Huh? About... Oh, well, you you know how, like, up through the Napoleonic Wars, they oh, were still yeah. having mm. the whole chivalrous, you know, we're going to line up our troops in plain sight. Actually, Actually the Civil it was, War. It was up, up until Civil our Civil War, War and then yeah. the Americans were like, nah, fuck that, we don't have the manpower for that. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the advent of, uh... Oh, God, what was it? Basically, like, automatic weaponry basically brought down, like, any sort of uh, Napoleonic-style warfare, if I remember well, my I history. Well, like, I think it was, like, the 1870s when uh-huh. they brought the Gatling to Japan yeah. and, the, and the Emperor had used it on the samurai. Or was mm-hmm. that just a dramatization from the last samurai movie? Uh, was there... I, I know we had a simulation <laughs> of that the other night when I was playing Neo with Wander and it's a samurai game, yeah. but I had played ahead and got the hand cannon. And so I, we just watched as like a samurai slowly ran across the room at me and then I just blasted him backwards with the hand cannon. It was <laughs> And I'm like, that was a microcosm of history right there. That sounds accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think as soon as things like the Gatling came about, I mean, sheesh, and I mean, even even naval warfare to an extent, with, with the yeah. with planes, suddenly they were sitting ducks. Yeah, but then we put planes in the boats, and then well, yeah, that the became a thing. Carriers, and yeah. yeah, then you pretty much just have a fleet of maybe one or two battleships, and then an aircraft carrier or two, and I don't know. I f- or if I you're like America, it- you have like 15 aircraft carriers and like 30 <laughs> battleships. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I should try to explain why I like Dynasty Warriors because everyone kind of knows the reason why people might not like Dynasty Warriors. Like usually like the mm-hmm. in- intense rep- repetition and lack of variety and technical problems and all that other stuff. But uh, like I started playing them when I was, I don't know, like 12 or something. I started playing literally like that Dynasty Warriors 2, which is the uh-huh. first one, which, as weird as that sounds, because it has a, a mm-hmm. naming convention problem. <laughs> Uh, for those that don't know, Dynasty Warriors, the first game in the, in the United States called Dynasty Warriors is a different franchise than the rest of the games called Dynasty Warriors in the U.S. What? Yeah, so Dynasty Warriors 2 That's in the U.S. was the awesome. first game of its series in Japan. But wow. they, when they, when it came in, when it came here, they gave, they gave it the same name as their previous fighting game, and then they called it Dynasty Warriors 2. Dynasty Warriors mm. 1 is not the, what you think of as Dynasty Warriors like it's it's a different genre entirely. It's like a fighting game, and it's there's a reason why everyone starts with two when they even talk about the franchise. Because I don't know if anyone even f- has seen the first one before. <laughs> no. Like it's like a PS one game that people don't wouldn't even no recognize idea. at this point. But um, these games what are essentially like these. It's like huh. they're really cathartic because you just wipe out these whole groups of people at once. But besides that, they're like oddly satisfying because they're methodical. 
like you go, you get dumped into a map that's like half your units and half their units, and you have certain like key targets to go after where you like try and take out their all their different officers and leaders, or even trying to make specific events happening by protecting this person long enough to get to this part of the map, and like. Weirdly, every map yeah. is filled with, like, surprise secrets and, like, different events that only happen when you do certain things that you don't necessarily know about in advance, or they might even be a, a nod to, like, a historical event or something. But, like, you... Mm -hmm. But, like, every mission is usually, like, this, like, 20-minute moment of, like, just carving your way across the map, getting, like, a thousand kills and taking out all the, all the key targets to make mm -hmm. your party succeed more, basically. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Oh, yeah! Starting yeah, with the that... third game, they even added co-op, so it was just all the more, like, just fun, just burned through the <laughs> entire map together basically I think, yeah i think that's precisely what had made um i suppose another guilty pleasure game i could talk about would be the lego star wars games but uh, we haven't I'd... we haven't discussed the wanders yet yeah yeah but one thing that might surprise people though because no one when someone doesn't like something they don't pay attention to it so they never learn more about it which is fine but the mm. surprise with dynasty wars is that they they actually keep like reinventing and adding things over and over again from game to game where mm -hmm. like, whereas people that just see the surface level of like button mashing wouldn't notice at all like in dynasty warriors 6 they straight up had like siege warfare where you would uh you would clear out the area in front of a gate you would uh protect people that were literally building ladders in front of the gate and hold off soldiers from attacking them so that they could build ladders to f actually put one up against the wall so you could scale the oh. ladder and destroy mm -hmm. their ar their groups of archers and their defensive catapults and stuff like that so that then people could construct a battering ram to beat down the gate and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. you're like sort of like facilitating it instead of directly doing it, which is a different twist there. And then yeah. Dynasty Warriors 7 had like a, a weapon triangle, like Fire Emblem and stuff, where you, different weapons had different categories where if you had the weapon that it was your opponent's weakness you could interrupt all of their actions just by attacking them but if you mm -hmm. but if they were the, the weapon you were weak against then th then you were almost useless against them like you would you could damage them but mm -hmm. they could literally attack through your attacks because they would, could just go through there was you could they would be interrupting you instead and so you they'd have like an icon over their head to help you tell which one's which and you could like switch weapons on the fly but you could only hold two instead of three so you had to sort of strategize uh. around that and then mm -hmm. things got even like neater with uh, specifically uh, Samurai Warriors 4, which mm -hmm. I think is the best game they've made that I've played so far, which has... Samurai Warriors 4 is a really cool mechanic where you play as two characters simultaneously when you're playing alone, and what you do is you can go to the map screen and uh, the map has like eight different objectives happening all over the map at once, like protect this, like protect this escort over here, or take down this gate, or stop this officer from retreating, and stuff like that. And uh, they'll be too spaced out for you to actually physically get to in time. So what you do is you actually give standing orders to your two separate characters of what they're going to do when you're not controlling them. And because it's a, a current generation game, they finally it's, it finally has the technical prowess to be able to load the whole map more or less at once. So you can actually press a button to hot swap between the two characters from across this huge map instantaneously with no loading or any technical stuff becoming a problem in the way. So you'll essentially like go after one objective on one side of the map while sending your other character to go after the other objective, which they probably won't mm. complete on their own, but then you can hot swap to them and they're already going to be there because you sent them there. And then you can right. like keep going back and forth, uh, ping pong between two characters across a map, solving a bunch of different objectives at once. And it's oddly really engaging and like fun to like micromanage all that stuff going on. Whereas, and the like the the, the uh, comparative lack of complexity to the combat itself kind of facilitates. Being able to do mm -hmm. stuff like that, where they they make the actual gameplay more complicated instead. 
like how the level plays out. Not necessarily hard, but it's like it's just having something and to it, just be busy with. It's actually like more mm-hmm. engaging than most of the loot grindy stuff that I've encountered where yes. the moment to moment is kind of hold the mouse button on the guy till he dies. <laughs> Which is less engaging than all the all the stuff good, going on there. Yeah, it does have a good progression system from the game, from what I remember. You know, unlocking new combos, getting extra stuff. Oh yeah, a couple of extra weapons, that sort of thing. I always enjoyed mm-hmm. that bit. Yeah, they they keep adding complexity to them, where that they keep the basic combo system the same thing of like like where square is light attacks and triangle is combo ending heavy attacks, and they usually stick with that on some level. But then they keep adding. New variations where instead of just having a super move, you can also have like a special ability that's unique to each character. That's a special thing they can do, or like a, they can use an ability to cheer that would increase their allies' meter, or they can do some sort of weird, like they can enchant their weapon with fire, or they can shoot musket balls, or like everyone has some sort of weird quirk. They have a new mm-hmm. button assigned to where they have a, a thing that you have a reason to try to go back to. So they they keep adding mm-hmm. variety to them, and they're oddly engaging. And they've even got better with the with the storytelling now, where they finally gave up on the idiot idea of trying to have a separate campaign for every character. So mm. in in a summer, in a Dynasty Warriors 7, they literally had one campaign for the entire game. You would play front to back, and you would keep swapping characters with the timeline. And it was actually mm-hmm. the most cohesive story so far, instead of all these crappy things they did before with, like, Dynasty Warriors 4 or whatever, I think, was when, the one, when they had, like, five missions per character, and you just... They had to mm-hmm. really awkwardly tell either... They would try to stretch out really boring stories for five missions, or try to compress <laughs> really interesting stories into five missions. Mm-hmm. And like it was problems where like that one, like chubby Mister Tsutsu would have the same length of story given to that was also given to like Simei, the guy who fathered the Jin Kingdom and won the war, and was and like stuff like that. Like these Sounds huge compelling these, these huge differences were given the uh-huh. same length, and it was a problem, but uh, <laughs> 7 just gave it one giant campaign, and you just had, and they just assumed you'd be smart enough to deal with swapping characters. And uh, Samurai Warriors 4 was good about having basically one... There's one separate campaign for each uh, individual uh, group of characters, or dynasty, or so on, and mm. each one's... And the, 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 distant, the length of each campaign was dictated by how much story there was, instead of other stupid reasons. <laughs> so they've... It, People that have been fans of the franchise have been very rewarded for being fans because <laughs> they keep getting better for those people at the very least. Okay. But there's still games where you press right. square a lot. So, Wander, <laughs> what was your uh, what's your least favorite game and what's your guilty pleasure game? Uh I'm I have trouble thinking about these things and I hate it when people ask, but um <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. You're at all this time. No, 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 no. It's a fan question. I've been spending this entire time quietly trying to think of a game that would like... How do you think poor Anonymous is going to feel when they see this (laughs) podcast and they hear that? They're going to be like... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay. so what was the worst game that we'd played? So, I'm, I'm thinking of games that I've been, like, shackled to for Let's Play purposes... And honestly, do those exist? Don't you just quit? Yeah, you do. Uh, Digimon. Oh, oh yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I actually, like a question a about l- that. Weren't you saying that that had something to do with Atlas's team for some reason? Because they don't. See, it doesn't seem to have any collect connection to Tokyo Mirage it's, Sessions. It's made by the same people. Is it? Yep. That's really the worst game you could think of. Uh, 
I, so when I think worst game, I don't think of, like, a bad game. Because if that's the case, it's going to be, like, Soda City or the dumb squirrel game that Gnomes and I played that one time. Uh, squirrel game? The squirrel that was, game. That was truly awful, but, uh-huh. like, ultimately, when I They're think bad, I think... They're shitty games. Yeah, when I think of, like, bad, I think of a game that could have been good, but wasn't good. And, like, you know, a lot of people... Really? You can't... Uh, can't. Uh, a lot of people will say, like, No Man's Sky kind of fit that, but at least, like, I had fun doing it, even if, like, mm. it ultimately ended up being shallow. Uh, for me, Digimon was kind of the same vein, where here's this, like, really cool monster collection game mm. that was so shockingly shallow that I honestly had trouble kind of understanding it. I really didn't like any of the supporting cast from what little I saw you play. Like, um, an easy example would be... Uh, there were only, like, I would say 20 moves in the entire game, and I'd say ultimately it was, like, you know, ice move, uh, tier 3, uh, you know, tier 1, 2, 3, uh, support move team-wide, you know, for each stat, or, you know, a single character each stat, if that makes sense. So it's like, here's the team-wide speed boost. Here's the, like, hits everybody ice move, or hits one person ice move that does more damage. Mm -hmm. And then you just switch the element or the stat. And that's it. And then mm -hmm. each Digimon did have a unique special ability attached to them, which was cool, but ultimately, like, it was, it was so painfully cookie-cutter, I had trouble enjoying it. Um, I really didn't like the character animation. Uh, yeah, I could get past a lot of stuff, but it was also one of those where it's like, it wasn't a Digimon game. There were Digimon in it, but it wasn't. It wasn't about Digimon. It shouldn't have been out about Digimon. Uh, it shouldn't have even had Digimon in the title. It should have been some guy goes into the internet a bunch and does dumb chores for people. Also, sometimes Digimon. I think I figured out why you think it has something also to do boobs. with Persona. <laughs> so Digimon's developed by Media Vision and published by Bandai Namco. Tokyo Mirage Sessions is, is developed by Atlas and published by Nintendo. But uh, okay. it does say that Digimon uses character designs by uh, Suzuhito Yusuda, who made characters for uh, Shin Megami Tensei D D uh, Double Summoner and, and Durara. So maybe that's okay. where you heard the reference. But I don't, okay. I don't think they have anything that to do. I think it. it might be like a ripoff of that type of game oh, yeah. to an extent. It is, it is but I don't think it was heavy, made by them at uh, all. It is such a heavy Shin Megami Tensei like ripoff that yeah. it hurt. Um, and then like playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions was like really refreshing because it kind of felt like the same type of game, but they actually like didn't just phone it in. Mm -hmm. You know, it was uh... it was much okay. So it's still phoned <laughs> in the personal like the persona line. Yeah, but like um. You know, the character animation wasn't super boring. Oh, yeah. The characters felt like they kind of belonged there. There was... If you just look at know. progression systems and combat for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, it's like, oh, yeah, this seems legit. But uh, the story's phoned in as all hell, unfortunately. <laughs> and it just keeps getting <laughs> more phoned in the more you play it. And it's really a bummer. I, I got as far as the second concert, and I was just like, all right, I give up. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm in Chapter 5. By the way, Wait, Chapter 5 playing? is literally like, hey, you want to replay the first four dungeons? Oh, yeah. my favorite. That's how phoned in this game is. On top of all the super tropey, boring characters that never get more depth than they started with. It's 
Whew. That's rough. I might sit down and finish it someday, but... Uh... One of the characters has a three-side quest arc dedicated to the concept of her getting used to liking cute things. Wait, Wait cute what? Things? That's her entire you're, story arc of her all of her side me. quests. Is that Kyria slowly gets that... used to liking cute things? Is she just like what? What is this rabbit? At one point, you, you get used to of? liking cute things by going into a dungeon and specifically murdering cute things. You have to kill ten because they send you on like MMORPG yeah, side quests. Yeah, I hate them so much. Unbearable. Uh-huh. It's, it's pretty bad, especially because they don't scale up the difficulty for them. So it's like go back and kill a monster you killed in the very first dungeon. Uh-huh. And that's um, supposed to get you to like them. Yeah, it's like the entire point of the game is kind I of did like, the opposite because she was my favorite character these... until then. And I'm like, this is stupid. Your character's stupid. Watch these <laughs> like, no. poor animals suffer so that you feel for them. A lot of the point no, of the game is terrible. like these characters are going through personal growth, and as such, they are getting, um, you know, they're growing as people and getting more powerful in combat for some reason. Yeah, that's literally Problem the story because is... when as, when they grow as people, they unlock mm. what's called a performa. Which unlocks new abilities. It's like that's uh, it's literally rep- it's a physical manifestation of personal growth, but they don't actually sell you on the idea of the personal growth isn't that being what real. This persona is, but the personas were something yeah. that they rejected about themselves that they didn't have to accept. It's very similar, except for much more positive. Yeah, the thing like, they're rejecting doesn't is... matter, and them ad- and them accepting it also doesn't matter, and nothing matters. Yeah, persona but they got a power. is like legit dark. You know, there's, like, people well, actually dying, and it's the, kind of like a weird fucked up world. Part this of is you just, just like, like, would kill you. These weird people from another world have shown up, and they're kind of messing with things, so we should go stop them. Oh, they're making everybody feel really depressed in the middle of town. We should probably go stop that. Oh, but let's go watch a concert <laughs> instead for, like, ten minutes, because this is important. Oh, yeah, you can stop mid-dungeon when you're supposed to be saving somebody from being possessed, and you can go off and, like, film a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, or do an entire side quest chain or stuff like that. And, like, nobody in the universe seems to even understand that, like, bad things have happened. They're just kind of like, oh, man, I felt, like, really bad yesterday. Not yep. like, huh. Uh, I felt, like, super feverish and, like, being outside sucks. And It's weirdly enough the same know. story mechanic as uh, all of uh, Zesteria. Or people mm. would just turn into monsters, but then they'd come back from being monsters. Like, oh, everything's okay now. You fit, you beat the monster. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a monster anymore. Yeah, I'd still say I think I'm more motivated to go back and beat Zestiria than I am for Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Because at least yeah. Zestiria k- kind of was Zestiria never puts you through 90 consecutive minutes of conversation. Yes. That's all very, but- like, not much going on and not much drama and not much, like, interesting going on. But just, like... People re-exerting their tropey personalities or slowly giving you the exposition that sets up what's going on best like at a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's painful. I I, I haven't fought anyone it. in two episodes. Oh. It's amazing. It's just talking and talking. Bird, you okay over there? But like just not much happening in the talking. Uh everything's cool. Nothing nothing to worry about. Nothing bad ever okay. happens to Bird. I, I've just been <laughs> glossing over chat and how everyone has uniformly decided that humanity is not worth saving. <laughs> that, that's fine, that's normal. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of the many redeemable things <laughs> and aspects of humanity. 
And I would we have, made, have to say we that, made video games and dank memes. Well, I, I mean, I have, yeah. To, yeah. I have to say that most of it comes from creative pursuits yeah, and true. animals. But then, like then, memes. then I have to give too many, too much like credit to animals for enriching human <laughs> life. <laughs> mutual love of animals brings people together. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Back Hopefully, to the, people back don't dislike animals out there. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> ultimately, my problem with Digimon, like, if it hadn't been a Digimon game, like, if they had been totally unique with the, uh, the monster designs, and not even called it a Digimon game in the slightest, I think it actually would have been really good, because then I wouldn't have been disappointed. Um, but, you know, I went into it expecting, you know, hey, this is going to be a legitimately good Digimon RPG, uh, because there hasn't been one of those since World 3, arguably. Uh, no, no, the DS ones were actually pretty decent, but, you know, I was expecting something of that caliber, and I knew that there have been games in that series that have mm. been that good, and it didn't even come close to matching up. Even the combat was worse and less interesting, and it's just like, how do you downgrade, uh, like a turn-based RPG, uh, turn-based combat RPG kind of thing? Like, how do you downgrade that from a Game Boy DS game to a PS4 game. And so I was sitting there, like, growing more and more disappointed. And I think the it probably happens when you tell a company to make a bunch of assets under a timeline in 3D. And they probably use a lot of computer-assisted, yeah. computer, uh, like, algorithmic stuff yeah. to cut a lot of corners. It was, <laughs> it was really lazy. And I think the most... Um, I, I think the worst part, though, is... You know how, like, one of the coolest things about the Digimon universe is, like, the digital world, and it's this, like... Digimon, digital I mean, monsters... I can't hear digital world without thinking of uh, Don't Hug Me Anymore. In the digital <laughs> world! Oh, yeah, God, so that I assume, theme song. I assume you guys have yeah. seen at least some amount of the, I, uh, the original series, right? I really right? like the yes. theme song from the fourth one. Um, Which is interesting. Look to the past as we head for yeah, the future. It's very um, this is like world. when I'm the asshole that knows the Johto theme song instead of just, <laughs> instead of just the, the first Pokemon one. <laughs> I I hate I hate everything about the original uh, the Pokemon cartoon. Um, but even yeah, Johto, so the only... theme song for Johto, it's so upbeat. <laughs> Don't I, care. Admittedly, I've only ever watched a scant never number of Pokemon of episodes uh, from the first series because our one TV could pick up WB. That was it. It, it just mm -hmm. it, it would be static, and you could just change the bunny ears on top, and it could pick up WB and like the Disney Channel and stuff. I thought that those were cable, but nope. we didn't have cable. Nope. It was just on All a different right. airway. But so, so um, continue your Digimon thoughts. <laughs> you finally get to the you finally get to the digital world. I'd say around like chapter twelve or something like that. And you're you there for it? a cutscene. Nope, you're there for a cutscene. Oh. And it's oh. a clearing, <laughs> and you see a generic squid monster that you've been seeing since the beginning of the game, and then a little bit more cutscene in the same clearing, and you're like, "So are we like here now?" And then immediately you get teleported back to Japan. And so the whole like, game takes place in Japan with, like, you summoning Digimon, like, their Pokemon instead? Yeah, you go kind of into this, like, super oh, generic, like... What's the point? It, the whole point no is the digital world! What the hell? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my, like, my, the reason why I hate the game is, like, you get to the very end of the game, you're like, yes, I'm in the digital world, 
and there's nothing there. It's just it's just a linear corridor of forest before you fight the last boss, who, by the way, really boring. I mean, it's effectively uh -huh. just another, um, uh, what is it? Who's the, um, it's another Andros fight, you know, head and hands. Beat the shit out of it kind of situation. It's like, this could have done in, uh, this could have been done in a thousand more interesting ways, but you mm -hmm. definitely did not spend your budget on that, and it makes me really sad. And I had to play through the entire game because it was probably one of my most popular series at the time. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Did Nobody have... ever beats JRPGs anymore anyway, or any games. So I think no the... one ever feels like they have to have an ending anymore. <laughs> I think the thing that actually saved that series for me, though, was um, I actually beat 90% of it in like the first week, which was awful. And then I didn't come back to it for two months. Oh, I went to go visit Bird. In, like, between. Came <clears throat> back. Was still fine. Uh, kept being fine for, like, another two weeks. And then I filmed the finale, and that was it. I was done. And I was like, this is actually kind of refreshing in a way. That's a long... That's a lot of game to get through in one week. Wow. Yeah, it was... It was atrocious. But I had, like, 90 people watching me at, at the time on Twitch. Which so was you were encouraged by numbers. I mean, you kind of have to. Like, after a certain point, you have to, like... <laughs> Set aside the sense of, like, self-satisfaction of, like, yeah, this is, like, really good for me from a, like, business standpoint, so I guess I'll do it. I'm just the crazy <laughs> person that tries to finish everything and slowly goes insane as a result. Yay. I, I try to finish everything. There are games that I'm, like, much more motivated about finishing than others. So, any other questions, or was it the singular well, the one? the other one was Guilty Pleasure. Guilty Pleasure. Um... Oh. Uh, uh, actually, the Digimon, the first Digimon, uh, game. I'm, I'm, I'm being one-track mind with this one. It's like glorified Tamagotchi with, like, the worst battle ready, system ever. I was ready for you to play Ride to Hell. I thought you were going to say Ride no. to Hell. I haven't even touched <laughs> that game yet. I just, oh, I'll wait. just never forget you I defending Ride to Hell, so I thought Wonder... it was going to be your guilty pleasure. What? <laughs> Look, it looks, it looks better... <laughs> then that Squirreltopia game. So what? <laughs> what? Squirreltopia was Squirreltopia. The, it was the game just talking about earlier. Where he played as Wander, or um, <laughs> he played with crafty gnomes, uh, and they was, was squirrels, truly, and it was fucking awful. <laughs> that game was truly a sin against gaming, mm -hmm. like Soda City. <laughs> Yeah, Soda City. Have you guys heard about Soda, Soda City? We, we about seven more about emails City. about Soda City. We, we've podcast. Yeah, that's you were just making it funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the pain is real. Okay, so what what was another thing that we were going to talk about? Was it a movie or uh, something actually? No, uh, no, I don't want to talk about this. You'll talk about it forever. Okay, sorry. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, it's probably about so, Kubo. Yeah, Kubo with the Two Strings. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it, but go watch it. It's really solid. Shell hates the ending. Well, yeah. it's not necessarily the ending, but how Let's, they got to the ending. We can't talk about the ending. I, yeah, okay. I haven't seen it either. Not yet. I, I want to okay, see it. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm trying to get to a theater to see uh, Two Strings and Don't Breathe. Let's uh, Don't Breathe. It's a movie about people know. that try to break into a house, but and it turns out oh, that the guy that owns the house the is blind. like a super badass, but he's blind. 
Right, right. And then he, yeah, you can't make a noise or anything because he'll find you. So Wait, is it so presented kind of like a horror? It is, it is a little yeah. like horror thriller. But Absolutely. There's the there's is it all there's... from their perspective? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Okay, because I really would like to watch two versions of that movie. Like, kind of like, I'd love to see two versions of... Um, Oh, you mean um, you'd want to Chuck see it from the blind man's perspective? Or whatever it is? You, you get to watch or it with your Chuck eyes, and, and then you could close your eyes for the authentic experience and watch the movie <laughs> no, blind. No, no. Like, <laughs> I, I want like a third-person one where it's <laughs> this guy going around murdering the shit out of people. Has Has there <laughs> ever been a movie filmed in the perspective of the monster aside from like Predator per se? Like for the whole movie? Uh, for the whole movie? I don't think so. Because I know that in Predator, there were the instances where it was seeing the cast, and you knew that it was the creature that was looking at them with its uh, infrared vision. Or heat I mean, vision, at, at the end of King so. Kong, it turned out the man was the real monster. Mm, well, <laughs> That's every I, I, monster movie. Every zombie movie is like, oh, it turns out that mankind is the real monster. And this is well, like some profound point they haven't They tend to be the one to bring about things, but the Predator was legitimately times. an alien. Uh... So I, that reminds me that there seems to be a number of horror films coming out as of late. A lot of them, eh, they're always coming really out because like... they're super easy to make for, for really cheap. Yep. True. Uh, horror is like one of the most profitable one... genres, I think, besides superheroes. Yeah, so there's this one coming out, Actually, and it's called uh, it's like as, 3D. as the Bow Breaks. And I was thinking, oh, you mean like the cradle will fall and down will go baby? Cradle and mm -hmm. all? And, uh... So it's about this guy and his wife, and I suppose they're uh, they're professionals. They they're maybe even potentially very rich CEOs of various companies, and they live in the city and whatever. But they can't conceive their own child, so they find a nice young woman, and I think they might even be having her living with them in their house. But she's mm -hmm. essentially their surrogate, and they're taking care of her. But then she starts getting really crazy, like. Your baby's inside me, dude, and like crazy stuff. And he goes, he goes, what, what? And she, I think she might want to eliminate the wife to get with the guy or something peculiar. Or and I mean, she has all the power. She could always threaten to kill the baby. At the same time, that couple could just be like, uh. So I don't know. It, it looked really weird to me, but I've I've never would have thought that that would be the premise for a horror film. Mm -hmm. Never. That there's a surrogate baby. There's a surrogate mother. Yeah, that probably a, a, sur a surrogate mother who goes crazy for the husband. I frankly that think that's donated. a genius premise for a, a horror movie. It's it's yeah. genius, but it's something I would never would have thought of. Mm -hmm. it's Which just... is what makes it genius. <laughs> it's straightforward <laughs> right. enough because there's there's often like three way relationships in horror movies where one of them becomes the yeah. villain of the horror movie. True, and it's about like, like loss of control variation. and and right, stuff like that. Right, they don't have control because she has yeah. their child. Mm. Yeah, that also reminds me of what was it? Was there a film where a woman legitimately gave birth to the devil? Probably. There's I'm sure probably that's a happened. Ton of those. <laughs> I don't want to think about weird birth videos. Woman birth. Sorry. They decided it would be a good idea movie. for for uh, fifth grade sex ed to show us on day one. <laughs> wait, wait, first, what? The first result birth. I got was eleven good, bad, mm. and just plain horrible demon baby movies. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. One of them's called so, The Devil's Do. 
With about I, an hour and oh, 15 yeah. minutes in, we fielded the very first viewer question. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's see if we can do the next one faster. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, that's so, what I was asking. Oh, I had asked about any more questions, so there aren't any more? Or there are? There are more, I think. I think we had three. Yay! Then, then ask oh, what? No. What's the next one? Yeah. <laughs> we'll hey, try to be faster. I don't is think it? any of them are, gonna, are that kind of time-consuming, really. Like, one of the ones is uh, Max Damage asked, uh, What is your opinion on making montages <laughs> of best moments? I hear they're fun to make and are not extremely di difficult, but you guys are the people? It was weird. Uh, weird. Uh, <laughs> fun to make, it's but we play too big of a variety. Like, if you play yeah. one game exclusively, then making montages is no big deal. Well, uh, I mean... It it kind of makes sense for certain things like uh, yeah. Soviet Womble does uh, highlight reels of just like the random shit he plays with his his clan and I mean that's effectively what we do we just don't cut it down into highlights we just give him the whole full thing raw. Wait, was the question about highlights versus montage videos? Yeah, or, or and like videos? okay, montages okay. would be useless for us, but like highlights we could do. It's just I'd rather I'd rather focus on my commentary so it's like. Being legitimately funny, uh, the entire time, if possible, uh, or at least legitimately entertaining, because I, I've run into this problem when I play with highlight real let's players, where they stop talking until it's their <laughs> time for a highlight, and that drives me up the wall so much that yeah. I refuse to do it personally. Yeah, the surprise about when you watch those people who have YouTube videos where they it's a bunch of stuff cut together and everything. That's exactly how they're generally recording. Is they're just kind of sitting there yep. silently playing the game until they see a moment that they can turn into like a like, thing. <laughs> and so that's um, how their that's their gameplay experience, which also means that if you're playing with other if you're next to other people, suddenly you're like it's a really weird juxtaposition. So but remember also, how I, mean, I did that like YouTuber uh, reality TV show that never went anywhere. The one with mm. Cry. No, I never heard yeah, about with, that. Yeah, with Cry and Eat My Dick. That was like two I years ago. Yeah, it was It was like two years right. ago. That was the uh, one time I played Chivalry. I never heard about that. I never, <laughs> I never about that. Okay, yeah. Mm -mm. Wasn't so, there... Who were the other ones? And like I thought I was or... one of the most important people in your life, and you keep At secrets that? from me. You were At around less point? back then, though. Let's see, that was back yeah, when we played were. Chivalry, so that I, was around April 2014. I wasn't being serious. Whoa. We're old. We're all old. We it are. was a long time ago, but um, <laughs> in a galaxy far. But far I, call, I call the video I "Red Warrior Needs Skill Badly." <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should play that again, by the way. That was fun. Yeah. So it's our two and a half year, year anniversary. Okay, <laughs> but so I was in a uh, I was in a uh, a competition with a bunch of bigger YouTubers. They were doing like a reality TV show thing where like. Every episode was going to be a new game, and <clears throat> kind of the weakest link would be voted off every time. They were time. choosing team leaders I, and stuff. It was almost yeah. like Survivor, but video I, game I ended up style. being third place for most of the games, which was frustrating because I was one point uh -huh. off. It's like, I could have been a team leader above, like, Cinnamon yeah. Toast Ken, Eat My Diction, Minx. Uh, I am, it's either I Am Spoon or Spoonerism. I can never remember which one it is. Ah, uh, shit, who else was that? And uh, Cry's two buddies that he always streams and with. And they really seem to like you, too. At least, like, yeah. Minx and a couple oh, of yeah. the other ones. Like, my, my team seemed to legitimately enjoy me, which is awesome, but then it never happened again. I was like, alright, whatever. Um, I always wondered what happened. And at some point, I'll probably be... YouTubers are not organized, is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely not. 
I mean, it could be that it was too difficult to get everyone together, or I don't know if there was some weird... Oh, yeah, it was awful trying to get people together. It I was mean, like... Th a there's a reason why sure. all the co-op shows we've ever done all end at the end of the first season, at the end of the first session, and never have a second session, and so that's how many episodes come out, is just whatever got done <laughs> the first day. Yeah, that that's a big... I remember I was telling Keith the other day, uh, people were, were like saying, like, I never finished series, it's because a lot of them are multiplayer. Yep. And, yeah, and, and how many sessions <laughs> did we have back then? Uh, Wonder was probably time, like hundred, three hundred. Yeah, no, not even. <laughs> yeah, that was the I, beginning. Yeah. yeah, that was super early in my channel. He would have been uh, like six like... months into making videos. Yeah. So the the team I was on was with Minx, Cinnamon Toast Ken, and uh, Spoon. And Spoon would not talk for a lot, but then he'd go like really funny for a little while, which uh -huh. I'm kind of okay with because he was hilarious. And but then, they used like, that for the montage work. Montage. Right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. used it for his highlights, but like mm -hmm. you know, it was legitimately funny. And like as a teammate, I, teammate, I was kind of okay with it. And uh -huh. like there were definitely points where like we would work together regardless of um, uh, regardless of like whether or not he was talking. Like he he would kind of stick with the team and not run away. Cinnamon Toast Ken on the other time, I think said two words. Oh, yeah. Got a badass and over here. <laughs> yeah, and, like, didn't really stick with the team and stuff. And, like, Minx and I were definitely communicating the entire time, and it was just, like, you know, generally a pretty positive experience How do you edit all that down, though? It never did. It never got edited. I've still got the footage somewhere, and uh -huh. I'm, like, super tempted to, um... I'm super tempted to just put it up regardless well, of the fact that there was kind of an NDA. The problem is, I mean, you don't necessarily have the consent of any of the other players, so... Oh yeah, what's probably gonna happen is I'm nah. just going to message Minx at some point and be like, Yo, you wanna... you wanna, like, do that Unreal Tournament thing we are gonna do that one time? And actually, you know, be a relative size where, uh, they'd take me seriously for it. Mm-hmm. Or not. I don't care. Yeah, because I think they'd only chosen you because you interviewed well with in their little roll call thing, right? Uh, I don't know why Cry picked me. Uh, and it was awesome at the time and super validating. And that was mm -hmm. actually one of the main... Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> that it is, it is like, cause... slightly crushing to be involved in that kind of thing and have it never... have proof yes. it ever existed. <laughs> like, it's yes. just this weird... It's essentially just a story, and that's it. And yeah. it's like, but, but it's Cry! Like, what the fuck? He's so big, you can type Cry into Google and he's the first result. Well, for the instead of the emotion. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty funny way to describe it, yeah. You mean being the next uh Next search result under an actual word. Yeah, that, that's definitely impressive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's right I mean, over there. That is like, actually what, pretty impressive. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's right next to with like if you type Jim into Google, you get Jim Sterling. Mm, really? So named Jim. <laughs> <laughs> He's above Gaffigan and whoever else, and Jim Collins and Jim Beam. Oh, well, I mean, I see. So internet, ranking actors. Internet SEO important. is a huge thing, and I mm -hmm. can't imagine actors are particularly interested in it. In seeing how their first name stacks up to other first name. Oh yeah, actors. yeah. It probably doesn't mean anything to anybody, except no. for. People like us, where it it's probably our living. really helps to have a unique name, which reminds me well, of you can't get names. um, you can't get put. In, oh, that's true. We will talk about that, but you can't uh, 
You can't get into, like, the Screen Actors Guild if your name is too similar to, like, an already existing actor's name, for example. Yeah, Isn't that why people you make you up new names? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, a weird concept. Yeah. Um, so do we want to switch topics to our name origins, I well, guess? I guess on the topic of the highlight reels and stuff, like, oh, I, right, on my right, old channel, yeah. Sad Games, I actually used to make them. They were mm -hmm. this big. They were this big process I would do once a month uh, for our mm -hmm. channel, as I'd make the highlight re reel of the of that last month of videos. Mm -hmm. And it, it's oh, a yeah, fun I thing to do. You did the but one like, for the whole year. Yeah, you you've got to have you got to have so much time. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, you like it's tough because you have to have the memory or mm -hmm. some system of tracking down moments that are worth using, and that mm -hmm. was like on sad games we did like. 10 to 15 minute videos once or twice a day but like wander and i both do like half an hour plus videos like six plus times a day and stuff like that so like it's a massive archive of video and mm -hmm. it's different because back then i used to be on a part of a two-person thing and we would just be talking shit and making jokes and that was the point but now that i'm not like when i place when i make videos on my own which is most of what i do now now there's like there there's way less high and low and more just like a, more of it's more of a consistent experience really and so the idea of highlights is like like it's actually kind of hard to even think of things to put in a highlight reel oftentimes yeah. like it's it's a type of thing that where I, like, I could almost see myself editing them, them together if i could find the clips but i probably would only ever do it if i was like some big youtuber that had their own subreddit where a bunch of people would be like contributing time codes and links of like one their thing. favorite moments or something and that'd be the monthly video I don't watch Watch for YouTube, but one of the YouTube channels that I really like is actually Extra Credits. And they do talk about video games, but they talk about video game mechanics, plot, um, and game development issues. And they give really nice, concise, like, five... I think they're all five. Or are they five or ten minutes? Uh, I have to interrupt for a second. What? People in chat yeah. are legitimately wondering who's Minx. <laughs> I don't know who it is. She's a YouTuber. I don't know who it is. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, that's that's weird to me, because, like, before this happened, I knew who Minx was. Is it the RPG uh, Minx? That's what comes up when yeah, I type yeah. Minx. RPG Minx. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. like always, it's always another one million plus subscriber person I've never heard of. There's yep. so many of them now. <laughs> there really are. It's really strange, honestly. <laughs> Holy cow, yeah. Weird, they're everywhere. Uh, I mean, Shell, uh, that, that's not really, that's not super related to highlights, though, because uh, stuff like Extra Credits is just a scripted video. Oh, mm. I know that, but... It's, I, like I mean, that, they, actually, I think the term for it is basically a video essay. A video yeah. essay. Makes sense. So, I mean, but wouldn't Makes a sense. very heavily edited video game review or highlight reel be similar in the fact that you're talking about the sort game, of the mechanics... Highlights the, are easier the, than a scripted, here's, than scripted the, the difference here... Is when you talk about a montage or a highlight video, you're talking about something that had a bunch of footage and then was edited down to something. Mm -hmm. uh, like, but a, a review or a video the... essay is just they write a script and then they yeah. get footage to match the script to, to say, show in the background. One's like a top. One's like a building up process. One is a trimming down process. If you're making a review, you're going to select your clips to build up to points that you want to make and draw out. Yeah. Whereas a, a montage is just like. Like, oh, I kind of remember this moment being kind of cool. Let's put that in. Oh, this moment was cool. Let's put that in. Uh, I see. Yeah. I would almost think that montages wouldn't be that cohesive then. No, they're not. They're usually Which not. is part of the reason why I don't do them. 
Uh, part of the reason why I stopped doing montages was uh, for a little while I was doing highlights for um, G-Mod. For G-Mod for yeah. like a short period of time. You know, I was, I was curious. It's like you hit a hundred, so you tried to have a format the... change. Yeah. yeah, people wouldn't be able to see the continuity of one event occurring to the but other. But yeah, and... it, it frustrated right. me. And actually, this is about the same time uh, one of my favorite YouTubers switched over to highlights, and I realized I wanted to see the whole round of prop hunt. I didn't want to mm -hmm. just see. You know, a funny moment here and there. Like, it got really frustrating. Yep. Um, and there's no compromises thing. You you just have to pick one audience to appeal to, to, to appeal to basically. Like, yeah. video game donkey will never do a full playthrough of The Fault of... No, <laughs> that's not even a game, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I tried to just ad-lib a game and I just stumbled. But he'll never do a full playthrough of a game on his channel. And, like, you'll see it from front to back. It'll always be these weird, like, random clips that are funny to put together. And that's just the channel. And that's, that's you can't really do a crossroads between the two, and they're very different types of YouTubers usually. Yeah, and very different audiences that they're appealing to. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's like Jontron won't do a straight up let's play anymore, probably or ever. Yeah, really. he, he, he just be, he just uh, guests he on people's streams now. But he, yeah. <laughs> weirdly enough, he despite leaving let's playing, he kind of does let's plays whenever there's a sponsored video. Every time mm -hmm. that he gets a sponsor, every time it's time for him to do a sponsored video, he just records a let's play of it and then edits it into a highlight video, and that's his video. Yep. Hmm. Which is a weird that change. Is weird. That is a weird change. Yep. But um, he became the donkey. Yeah. So I, I did these, <laughs> I did these GMod highlight things, and at the time there was like no metric difference. Like it was like mm -hmm. maybe ten, ten percent more views. So Maybe. you figured that all the effort that you put into the editing it was wasn't not worth necessary. It I would rather film five more videos in the time it takes to edit that one video. And so that's what I started doing. And are you mm -hmm. paid, like, is everything based on the view as opposed to how long people stay in the video? Sort of. I do get more money because my videos are long. Uh, so I actually have, have a, a higher CPM than, like, a highlight channel. But highlight channels tend to get more views, so it kind of balances. I just wonder if someone would be able to sit through a highlight video longer than actually a playthrough. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, highlights are way more marketable, but I also don't care. Right. <laughs> highlight videos are generally shorter too and less frequently made. Mm -hmm. So really, yeah. it's a bunch of. It usually it's, it's more work put into a shorter video mm -hmm. that usually a larger concentration of your audience watches, as opposed to a bunch of videos where people choose what they watch amongst the, like the lineup. Like it's just it's just it's totally different like structure of channel basically. In fact, it's almost detrimental to even try to do highlights if you have a high output because the highlight won't be it could be lost in the flood basically. Yes. Right, oh, yeah. and you don't get a return on your time. Like if my, you miss an my... if you miss an episode of Tokyo Mirage Sessions and you suddenly notice the numbers too big two numbers bigger, you're like, oh, I missed the previous one, and you just go to the previous one that you didn't quite notice. But mm -hmm. a highlight is a floating island, and if you don't notice that, you never knew it existed. Yeah, it's it actually reminds me of uh, the anime and video game conventions I attend to sell my artwork. I can spend maybe ten hours on a digital painting, and I can print, you know, copies of it till the end of time for anywhere between uh -huh. thirty cents to a dollar a piece or two dollars. Uh -huh. Like whether it be prints, bookmarks, buttons, you name it. And those plushies, which are absolutely adorable. 
Uh, I could spend two hours on one. Obviously, there's the skill involved to create each one by hand, and then the materials. The materials admittedly aren't too much, but I remember going to conventions and trying to figure out the prices, and like people aren't going to buy them for the price that I was putting. But people did because they appreciated the handiwork. At the same time, plushie sellers were coming over and they're going, these plushies are amazing like uh, compared to the standards I usually see. And I'm a plushie maker and I'm telling you your price is too low. And I'm thinking to myself, then what, what am I going to be selling these little things at? Uh, it just the prices that some of the plushie sellers were suggesting were what I would consider to be too astronomical for a convention setting. So I mean, well, really, it's just a supply I mean, and demand thing, and outsiders was, <laughs> shouldn't try to make up your own prices. I was gonna say, just sell them until you can't like yeah. up the price until you can't sell them anymore. You can't and then sell drop them, the drop price. the price, and if they're that's, selling too fast, yeah. then raise the price. Yeah, <laughs> right, that's just, right. That's if you run out of them on day one, and it's a five day convention, then maybe they'd be more expensive and stuff like that. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. like random people just like it, you. you they might just mean it as a compliment, or they might mean it as genuine yeah. advice. But if it is if it is advice, it might be misguided if the, they aren't selling already. Right. The only well, way you can really do it is just listen to the market. Right. Right. And so, like the first convention I sold them at, I I knew the price was probably a little low. So yeah, they all did sell out immediately. So I upped the price by another ten dollars for the second convention, and people were still buying them. And uh, not as many of them sold but once again it was a much much larger convention so i wouldn't be surprised if that was a factor too because my prints and other things weren't selling as swiftly as they would at the smaller convention uh, uh -huh. but i mean there was one lady that bought two of them because she couldn't decide which color she liked more <laughs> that that was that was interesting getting you know mm. nearly a hundred dollars for plushies just from one person yeah but, you should you should keep us updated on that i mean, i wanna i'm very interested to see where that goes for you this was the day uh, that you I met mean, the richest woman in the land. Uh, I don't know about that. Like, when I, mean, I was cramming the week or two ahead to get the plushies done, because all my other stuff was done. I, I had made the buttons, I had ordered the prints, everything was all set. It's just like, okay, now I need to make more plushies than I had last time. Because the first convention I had ever done, I had made six, and they all went. I made two more that night, and I was, like, bleary-eyed uh -huh. because I'd been at a convention all day long. I'm like, I can't. And they sold two. Along mm. with the prototype, which I hadn't anticipated selling, but people liked the prototype too. So, uh, but then uh, the second convention, yeah, I'd made 12, was it 13? 13. And all but four of them sold. Oddly enough, people didn't like the pink or the red ones. $50 for a plushie is actually pretty reasonable when it's handmade and custom, custom yeah. colors and well, well, a unique design. Yeah, it's, custom, it's not a carnival custom. price. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. right. These are these are pretty nice things, not the like shitty thing that you win for chucking a ball at a thing at uh Six Flags. There are seasonal like, plushies. Even, they're like made out of paper and shit. They're too. awful. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why people get them. Well, my good to shut their children up. Very soft glitter fleece fabric that's very rare. I had to like scrounge glitter around fleece the sounds fabrics. like a pony name. Glitter fleece. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. A, a mile oh, no. pony sheep. The occasional yeah. sheep. We just run across. <laughs> oh god! Can you imagine? Can you imagine like a knockoff, like imitator of like a, instead of My Little Pony, it's like like m magical sheep people. <laughs> magical sheep people. 
Yeah. That's, an, that's just like an like, adult swim version. Yeah, I, I'd actually, I like <laughs> that idea. It'd be like it's really poorly like, animated to save costs where everyone barely moves, but they all say lines at each like, other like, like Aqua Teen or something. Yeah. Now for some reason I'm just thinking of My Little Crony. My little crony, my little crony. And it's like a don't, bunch of like don't empty. Do not give the mean people ideas. We, could, we don't yeah. need more meanies in our lives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wave needs to end. Uh, yeah. The minion craze so, somehow made the original Despicable Me feel like a worse movie. I know. I, I would, Retroactively. I, I've never mm. watched Despicable Me or the sequel. They're for actually the express pretty purpose good of the movies. Fact, well, I don't want to be driven mad by those guys. I really don't. But they're not that bad. But back to like the topic of the films and stuff. Yeah, I can see how like the profit margin is it, 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 less effort into an item that people are willing to pay just as much for versus spending a lot of time on something that. I mean, then again, my plus the Ubisoft saved me. model. My 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 plushies <laughs> did save me at that at that last convention though because of the fact that they were high ticket items compared to the smaller things. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll bring one over or more of them over. I'll show them on the video. Even Sadly, people won't be able to. Yeah, see. only people that watch this podcast will be able to see, and no one does that. Oh, and I also have prototype owl. Which I made myself sad. Is hideous, but I'm going <laughs> to make it pudgier. It will be cute. We get some amount of viewership. Uh, also, I can't see me, so how do I know where everything's positioned? Uh, yeah, hold on. Also, Let people me... in the video must have gotten, you know, the full view of my owl flannel pajama pants. The full view of ass. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was no. going to say, what does that mean? I actually my named a- my butt the full view. <laughs> uh, <laughs> chat, we're sorry we can't do face cam for stream. Uh, I don't know how to do that without okay. messing up the so, YouTube recording. Pink and blue dragon, it's so cute. Look at this. Do, do, do. Yeah, the- and uh, oh, my other one is ironically pink and blue, but it is magenta pink. Yeah, people didn't like the pink. My grandma ended up with the pink and purple one, and Carl's parents actually bought my strawberry one, or at least I called it strawberry because it was red and green. But yeah, everyone loved black. Purple, navy blue, turquoise blue, aqua blue. All the cold colors did well. Well, then now you know your market. Yeah, pretty much. Now you can save money and never buy other colors again. That's true. (laughs) You're joking, but that's also 100% true. I mean, I used to work at an upholstery shop. That's just reality. That's just what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, at the upholstery shop, you probably, what, got a lot of gray and taupe was really in, right? For, it was like, it was furniture upholstery, right? Uh, I, I worked at a car upholstery shop. Co- car upholstery? Okay. Yep. Well, wait. So, people, hmm, I'm trying people, to think of, like, People get their car seats fixed, basically. Right, but aren't there, like, company brand upholstery that they need to acquire or do they actually do custom tailoring so they can get the odd colors uh yes both all <laughs> everyone yeah, it's whatever the people want when they come in it's like a literally always... like you walk you walk in into a counter and say the thing you want and you get put on a schedule it was that kind of yeah. shop my mother it always was... lamented the fact that there used to be blue interiors to cars and now you can only get tan and gray and black what if I no. had a carpet that I wanted upholstered? 
Um, or like in your car, furniture, or like a house. Uh, like like if I just brought in a carpet and just like rolled it into the shop, and I was like, "Can you upholster this?" But you you would but, just but get a carpet. Like it's a new carpet. No, no, I'm just saying. There's can carpet. you can you upholster the carpet onto another carpet? What does that mean? You're you're not saying real things out loud right now. <laughs> I, I think. Wait. So do, do you want a new uh a, a new pad underneath it? Do you want it to be? Do you want it to be a slip cover so that you can wash it? I know that they do have those rugs now, where you can I want, wash a slip like, cover. I want to take my carpet and then make it look like a car seat. Oh. So you want yeah. to make your carpet into a car seat? No. No, I just want it to feel like one. I, I think this is one of those those times it's where we joke. just kind of ignore Like, you want to have a giant vinyl floor? <laughs> you would, your feet would sweat he so much. It. <laughs> the, the, your floor would feel like skin. <laughs> you'd, have a, you'd have a living house, like I talked about from Necroscope last time, where they like, oh, make body house? houses. Ew. Yeah, that is disgusting. Yep. Wow, Keith. I See, read fucked up books. It's was, fun. It keeps me I reading. I was trying to dig out like a weird thing when I started saying this, and, and I didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, you I dug, dug it out. So no, you want to talk hard. about body horror? I'm game. Let's do this. I'm good. <laughs> Let's talk about that I've disorder where people think that like like fibers are I, coming yeah, out of their body. Focus with uh, we've all read Uzumaki <laughs> and whatnot. God, Uzumaki is really good. <laughs> Anywho, are there any other uh, topics we want to cover tonight, I, or I think I we're would, done? I would actually, this is kind of a preference, uh, not preference, uh, uh, preface? preface? Yeah. Uh -huh. So I've been playing, uh, Necropolis this entire time, as is, yeah, as we know. is what I do. It's not better, there's just more of it. Which I guess well, solves one I of the problems. I guess we're experiencing it. Yeah, we are, like, no um, matter what. They added ranged weapons. They did not balance ranged weapons. I fire fire from my hand, and everything dies. I'm just well, then it'll, man be, with it'll a... be an easy playthrough, then. It is comically <laughs> easy. I'm like, oh man, it's one of those shark guys that always took forever to kill. Point. Shoot. Dead. Move on. Like, he's mm -hmm. rolling at me, I shoot him so twice. For, back, for background, because this wasn't really introduced very much, like they just came out with their first, like, supposedly big update no, for second. Necropolis. They've where done they, two, they've, they've two well, big updates so well, far. I'm saying it's the big update, because they're literally calling it Brutal Edition. Like, yeah. it's yeah. the rebranding of, like, this that's, is the that's one that's going to turn things they around. they literally added Actually, brute it's, class. they added a whole new character class, the Brute. Yeah. So that's, but, hence, Brutal. I gotta uh, say, something has gone horribly wrong if you're rebranding your game two months after release. No, well, something not, has gone not, horribly wrong. It's not just it's look not at the rebranding. Game. It <laughs> is rebranded. The Steam page is literally the game is called Necropolis Brutal Edition now. What? Okay, that's the official that's... name of the game now. They literally rebranded it already. I'm not joking. Like it's really called that now. <laughs> so when they add the mage class, are they gonna call it the a Mystic Edition? Mi yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they just oh, rebranded it in an attempt to get people to look at it again after potentially being turned off well, the so first time it came out. Probably. It, does that mean? It but has it's separate... only been out for two months. <laughs> you mean it has separate reviews? Separate? No, no, they no, no, no. They just changed the name on the page. Because yeah. uh, getting separate reviews and stuff would require releasing a separate product on Steam, which is yes. which would cost money. And make yes, people even more happening. mad. <laughs> that would make people incredibly mad. Look at Ark. Oh, actually, that is a controversy that I wanted oh, to talk about. <laughs> what, me saying oh? 
I'm yeah, sorry. You got, I've never heard Wander express an emotion that exciting. Team Speak also heard... likes to spike randomly. Yeah. You yeah. should have heard me last That's night. Why I, we can use that to sync up. You can use that to sync up our footage later, Keith. Yeah, let's <laughs> sync up the visual of you recoiling in horror at the sound that uh, Wander made. Yeah. You should. Uh, you, you should have heard me when uh, Keith showed me the wall demons in uh, Nia oh, last night. You mean I, I was watching? Did you see my comment? I said it looked like uh, the WAP boss from Super Mario sixty four. Oh, you're right. Uh, that's why I kept going like in, in chat over and over again. So I really hope that game actually has three player, not just two player, because. It was legit fun. I hated playing it alone. Playing it with Keith was like the most co-opiest of co-op. It was a satisfying <laughs> feeling. It was it was through bro-op experience. Oh, it was so bro-op. Instead of nice. uh, instead of having like Dark Souls death, you have a you have a uh, uh, combined like kind of revival meter that like ticks yeah. down whenever you go down. And so if uh-huh. you get it's to like your the Gears of War enough, revive, but with a time limit. Yeah, that never so goes like, back there's, up. There's kind of a limitation, but at the same time, like whatever, just don't die much and you'll be okay because you still get like elixirs so you can heal whenever you want, mostly. Ah. Uh-huh. And so we just kind of like funfettied our way through the game. I don't know. That's not the right word, but it describes it well. Funfettied? You're talking yeah. about the fact that yeah. when you kill things, they explode into loot. I'm pretty confused as to what he was getting at with that one, but uh, yeah, that works. He, he was really <laughs> happy with the loot explosions, where when you kill somebody, multiple colors fly out of them in it every direction, really like, like Borderlands. It's got, it's got, uh-huh. no, nah, no, nah, Borderlands never did it particularly well with the loot drops. Diablo always did it amazingly well, where you kill a thing and it explodes into a shower of shinies, and you can just... And all know. the shinies go like... <laughs> yeah, As they kinda. fly through the air. Yeah. That was good stuff. It was And if a gem lands, it goes like, ding. Yeah, so that's pretty much what the, uh, what, um, that's, that's pretty much what, uh, what Nio was. And it was really satisfying. Uh-huh. It was like a really refreshing, uh, fun co-op session, which I was expecting it was going to be a nightmare. Um, it could have been a nightmare, but the hardest boss in the game wasn't available for co-op. <laughs> so we just decided to go do things on nightmare mode, which was actually, yeah. a, giant, actually a giant pain in the ass. But, like, whatever. Um, but to describe the hardest boss in the current demo, you would have to like just just keep wailing on him for like three minutes straight of perfect dodges and attacks. But at any moment, he could hit you with a critical attack that would deplete your entire key meter, and then he'd be stunned, and then he would execute you by just stabbing you through the chest, and it would I would be over from like full that, health to zero instantaneously. That's the one thing I don't like about Nio. Like it takes the whole Dark Souls like occasionally getting crushed by a boss to the nth level where everything can do that to you. And that feels a little <laughs> weird to me. Mm. Yeah, but the, the rest uh, of it is, like, solid like, and fun and nice-looking. Ish. Still looks a, like PS3 they're, they're games game that want to end you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is actually, uh, the controversy over, uh, Necropolis, like, renaming itself actually reminds me of a controversy I'd like to talk about. Uh, Scorched Arc. Earth. Arc Scorched mm. Earth. Keith, you mm-hmm. heard about this much at I all? I saw you no? playing it, and I was like, "Oh, that has an orange background instead of a green background." I mean, it's and that's arc. all You're I know about it, it. No matter what, Keith, uh, and that's fine. It's honestly not for everybody. I literally but... played. I've played Ark for five hours now, I think total, and I I can't figure out how to enjoy any part of it. <laughs> it's just I'm I, totally incompatible. I think it's just enjoyable from like a, a working with a team of people perspective, even if it's like uh-huh. kind of slow and boring. 
Modding, modding the game a bunch helps, and then changing the settings so everything is actually fast also helps a lot. But, um, so they recently released a uh, paid DLC, 20 bucks for pretty much a new map, bunch of new dinosaurs, and I don't know if there's really anything else. And when yep. I say, like, a bunch of new dinosaurs, I mean, like, it's a decently large number. Mm -hmm. Uh, wyverns, manticores, death worms. Like, it's... It's it almost not... seems like a reasonable DLC for a game in early access, except, wait, there's something wrong with that sentence. The game's not yeah. done, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, the game is still in early alpha, and so the entire internet is, like, flipping out about it. Now, personally, from mm -hmm. my perspective, I, this feels like a DLC that I'd expect in any other game, so I'm kind of like, I mean, the game's in early access, which mm -hmm. is weird to have an early access DLC. But whatever, yeah. I can kind of get behind it because it's actually kind of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it changes the game up in kind of an interesting way. And sure, 20 bucks is a little bit pricey, but uh, it was a good excuse to get back into it. And honestly, if the game had been finished, I wouldn't have given a shit at all, apart from mm -hmm. grumbling about the price. Um, right. And I, from my perspective, it feels like the internet just wanted something to hate. Uh, well, yeah, no that Sky. is what they do oh, at yeah, some point. <laughs> the internet <laughs> there's always a game that's next uh-huh it's like that episode about uh the like where they kill britney spears in south park and they're like grooming up Lindsay lohan to be the next one to slowly be torn apart by the by fame and the public uh... image and everything like there's always another like, one I've, they, I've, they, they, they turned only... into like the, the lottery <laughs> that like old that short is... story i've <laughs> only ever seen britney spears talked about favorably in latest articles hmm well, she kind yeah. of cleaned up a bunch. She grew up a lot. Um, oh, I mean, like, she was a star at, like, what, 18 years old? Yeah, well, she was she a... She didn't have a she choice a, to grow up. It just happened she was, to her. <laughs> she, was a, she was a musketeer, so she was pretty much fucking oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 Sorry. Don't, don't say that word. Um, but, like, hey, most... Joe? Most... <laughs> most musketeers and, like, Disney child actors usually end up doing pretty poorly. I know, like, Neil Patrick Harris is a good example of not, but, like, most of the other yeah. ones usually have kind of bad days, or just, Well, like... he, did, he did pretty terrible until he got kind of ironically revitalized in the, um, the, the Go to White Castle movie, the Harold and Kumar movie. Like, his career oh, really? was dead, and then that, like, like, totally revived him. Because he was still known as Dookie Hauser at that point. Yeah, the problem makes sense. The problem with child yeah. actors is, I mean, obviously they come into a lot of money at a very young age, and I mean, sometimes their parents see them as a meal ticket or actually abuse the power that they have over their children's finances, and mm -hmm. I mean, essentially keep trying to find new contracts for their children because it's the only <clears> way that they're. It's like they, you know, how parents live vicariously through their kids by being like. The super mm -hmm. uh, sports soccer mom or dad kind of thing. Sort of like that. Except uh -huh. they have a child actor. And the problem is, I mean, the child actor, when they do get into those teenage years and they're no longer cute enough to be a child actor, and unless they uh, acquired, you know, good looks after they reach puberty or there's... It, their role changes. They're not mm -hmm. perceived the same way as they were as a child. So they right. have to evolve into a new character trope or a new uh, type that they can play, or they either get left by the wayside or find themselves, you know, still swimming in money. But because 
they don't have anything to do with themselves anymore. They use it all on drugs and nights out and expensive things. And I mean, also, and there's Bojack Horseman. (laughs) Also, if you (laughs) I need to watch that show. If you think about it, just finished two seasons of it. How can celebrities know who their friends are anymore? Oh, they can't. They they don't. That's that's actually like the premise of a lot of Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? I've seen it, like uh, trailers of it, and I thought it looked bizarre. But maybe I'll have to give it a chance. It's kind of one of those. It is, but it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's one of those shows where, like, if it weren't for the writing, it would be awful. That's true. Whereas, like, the the writing, the writing elevates that show tremendously. But anyway, Mm -hmm. what were we saying? Uh, so my thought was, you know, about along the whole, like, how do you know who your friends are anymore? Uh, mm-hmm. Also, like, in the terms of those kids, I mean, they probably never had a significant other. How can they be sure that the significant others that they meet are, unless they're another star themselves, are mm-hmm. also, like, out for their fame or money or had a preconceived idea of who they were as a person? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, not even, I mean, not... Can't necessarily even trust other stars because they anyone could have ulterior motives for anything. Yep. Oh, I know, I know that. Like there are some stars that are with other stars, and then I I've seen so many bad nanny situations going on in the press. I feel bad for. I mean, they're always out of the house, so a lot of them do have mm-hmm. a private daycare with like a nanny living in their in their mansion, and I mean, uh. But aside from that, yeah. There, there are some stars that use each other as crutches, and who knows what. But... This just makes me think of collabs with YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I read a... That's, that's wow, weird. So Ark that's... Scorched Earth is a $20 expansion for a $30 game. Yes. Um. I, does, does it add as much content? <laughs> so, the other, nah. the other last reason why I'm not as angry about it... I mean... From my perspective, it adds quite a lot. The other reason why I'm not angry about it is because the game's constantly updated anyway. Uh. Like, I think I'd be angry if Catacomb Kids busted out a paid DLC right now. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I'd be furious about that, because it's just like a game that hasn't been updated in two months and has had spotty development and slow progress. Whereas Ark, like, every month or two, they add a a new dinosaur, a couple new features, a bunch of new items. They released a free expansion pack, uh, like, a month ago. Uh, which involves, like, more teamwork and, like, trade skills and stuff. And it's just like, after a certain point, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Like, I see why people are angry, but to some degree, it's like... Columnar jointings everywhere. I'm sorry, I just opened the pictures, and the the first image of the... the the There's a dragon with two eggs and just surrounded by columnar jointing as one of the first promotional images. It's in every game now. There's no escaping it. We have enough polygons to render it, and it'll be in everything now. (laughs) I was playing it, I was thinking, yeah, Keith would like this. From, like, a <laughs> uh, geological standpoint. It's also interesting playing the game from, like, a desert perspective. Uh, I ended up getting, like, heat stroke halfway through and not realizing I had heat stroke or not knowing how to deal with it. Wait, wait where is uh-huh. this? In, he's in, talking about uh, the game, game. Not, not, not real life. Because oh. I, I, oh, I, I know that he's talked about oh, yeah, I've all had his childhood memories of well, kids... Beating him I mean, up I and actually leaving him to die. I had heat stroke at one point, uh, which was awful. It sucks. Um, you yeah, can't do anything fun. about it. You just no, gotta wait can't. it out and drink but, a lot of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, technically, you can go to the hospital and get an IV drip, but... Eh. That happened. Um, I, ex- I experienced people having that because on our geology trip, we were literally mapping in Death Valley. 
and it uh, was 110 degrees. Valley. And over the course of the over the course of that trip, four different people were hospitalized. Happens. Um, at what point would the school it's administrator say, you know, this is too risky of a field trip venture for our children to be partaking in? Like, well, it wasn't, this a, it wasn't a child. Oh, yeah, it was a college <laughs> oh, trip oh, for for people sorry. training to be professionals. I, I was, I was thinking of elementary school students doing this. Not it was sorry. a group oh, of people is... aged like twenty four through forty five. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just people not it, people that ignoring means, recommendations about how to survive. That means you can sign your own uh, forms saying that yep. you you know the consequences and you're willing to to risk life and limb. For the forms that they forms that people ironically do not read. <laughs> <laughs> Don't read the fine print. We are not liable for your safety, so you can't uh, officially see the old enough to agree to things without reading them. <laughs> <laughs> but the um I, on the arc topic, I think the secret reason why this franchise now it's a franchise technically basically is uh early access is because then they always have an, they have a they have a like an excuse for everything wrong with it forever. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Yeah. This whole genre yeah. stays early access. It's an entire genre of early access games. Like mm -hmm. open world survival, you can just call it you can call the entire genre early access open world survival. Because all of them are in early for access. Forever. Except for like yep. Mias Mata and, and Lone Survivor. I mean and at the same time. Technically there are, No Man's Sky. There are, <laughs> but it well, feels early access. I mean, there are definitely <laughs> success stories that I would say are, that are like legitimately good early access survival ones. I'd say Ark is because so, they constantly update it. My whole thing with uh, survival Shell, games and you interrupted me. You put your hand in front of me to interrupt I'm me. Sorry, I just have because thought. you want to get your point. In. I have a thought. <laughs> I usually don't have thoughts about your conversations yeah, about particular games that I don't play, but I think I know something. <laughs> I think I do. It's just I remember what I was saying earlier, Keith. What? <laughs> we're, we're arguing and it sounds like we're talking in a different language. It's totally true. Um, but so... A different um, language. Uh, so, uh, what's another one? Subnautica? And uh, I'd say uh, Don't Starve. Also very good. Um, <clears throat> Don't Starve is a very good example of like early access done well. Arc Don't Starve really had like, the weirdest use of early access I've seen before. Where mm -hmm. they launched the game 1.0, and then launched an early access for their multiplayer. That was like I didn't know Steam even yeah, had that never kind of functionality. Like early access DLC, basically. Well, yeah, and then they also released an expansion pack, which was early access, and they did a lot of early access there. But they've completed all of them, and yeah. are slowly going to have that. Uh, and that's because the... they're play entertainment. Yeah. And like they do good. I don't know. It's kind of one of those that where as long as it doesn't go the way of like what was it, Savage Lands? I don't. I don't care. Yeah. No. My thought about um the whole early access and what was it? What was the game type like, that you referred to them as survival? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think the the one uh, key factor with those is that. I mean, because they are open world and there's so much that you can do with the game, I think they like opening them up early access when it has, like, the bare-bones functionality and uh, whatever And it else takes they're... so little time to get to that point. <laughs> right, so that they see what people want to do with it, and then they add the features in later, which makes me feel like they're almost relying on the audience to build the games for them. Yep. 
and it, and it's a very cheap way to do it and you make a you get a very quick return on your investment of time because people will just throw it so much money and here's at, one of the big tricks this, if you're really uh, access you don't have reviews survival. also yeah all you get is word of mouth which is generally positive because people only talk about things they like generally or drama or and really no reviews really to cloud that image which leads yeah. to easier purchases because there's no second guessing it because some guy said somewhere that it's a two-star game or something because I mean, no one totally reviews, reviews early access. There's totally reviews for. Oh, you mean like well, if the game official is, like if, site like, reviews, yeah. like scored, is, yeah, scored reviews that people read and like spread. Like, yeah, there's no IGN for Rust. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Like this those, does go back the Metacritic to my, blanks uh, while comically created. Their Metacritic, Metacritic pages, while comically created in like 2013, have no reviews scored on them, huh? Mm -hmm. like how that yeah, works out. It's like that out. review that Carl got back, or Wander, I should say. Oh yeah, they're, the still, dude is like, they're still leaving responses to people. Yeah, the dude is like, page. it's early access, therefore you can't give us a bad review yet. <laughs> Steam says oh, otherwise, do the part where the buttons exist. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I'm okay, I'm okay with early access as long as it's like... Clearly maintained. Uh, Vigante is an early access success. I started playing Dungeon Souls again, and that's pretty damn good. They've used player feedback incredibly well. Uh, and, you know, it's a satisfying experience. Uh, I will admit that they, the industry is too reliant on it, though. I think the problem is they don't want to spend so much time on a game that could very well flop well, a lot right of out the, of the game. a lot of them just don't have the funding, too. Mm hmm Like, um... Uh, most games are expensive to make. Most oh, Kickstarters yeah. are, like, way, way too low uh, for, like, the actual budget required, and a lot of people are just like, ah, eh, well, then just put it on early access and there's, close enough. So there's a girl that I follow, and I, I've been looking at, like, how she runs her Etsy business among other Etsy sellers, just to see, like, where does the kind of stuff that I make eventually lead to? And she does Kickstarter campaigns, and... I mean, obviously, it's funding to produce plushies that might be, like, mass-produced overseas. I, I don't know if I'd ever do that. Unfortunately, I'm still working everything by hand. But uh, yeah. just, just the whole thing of, you know, making, you know, upwards of $35,000. And that's all these backers. And, of course, the backers get things in return. If the Kickstarter goes through, they get this and such product or however many products that their specific tier gives them. But I think that it's a really interesting way to get things off the ground because, I mean, the people who want those items That's are That's the like, whole point if, of a Kickstarter, anyway. <laughs> if, if, this does, if this doesn't go through, then I don't get my item, mm -hmm. so I'm going to suggest it to all my friends, and they're going to they're well, put into it, too. That's the worst part, though, because there's a lot of Kickstarters that don't... They don't make it, they don't... They, they like, they get the funding, and then they just disappear. Uh... Well, we the the first the, children is probably the biggest people desperately need to know that, that, that Kickstarters are not a promise that a thing will actually happen. You're funding like an idea, gamble, maybe, basically. I, I noticed that a lot of Kickstarters ran under the um, only if we get to our initial funding goal do we actually take the money from you. The that's one, all the of one, Kickstarter. That's the that's, only way yeah, Kickstarter, that's Kickstarter works. works. Yeah, that's okay. how Kickstarter any, works. If, if you ever hear about any other system, that's a different crowdfunding they're, they're service. Or they're lying. Uh, okay. So uh, the one the one exception that I've been kind of like sticking with 
I mean, there's been a couple. Uh, Planet Nomads, which is another open-world survival, had a Kickstarter. I think it was the first thing I backed. Um, but the one exception that I've been making is uh, Square Enix has started this, like, indie fund thing where they will match Kickstarter money. Um, mm. And the fun. Anytime they put up something that looks cool, I'm like, I can probably go with that because I can't imagine they're just going to, like, not finish the game and snub Square Enix on top uh -huh. of Kickstarter. So it's usually a pretty good sign that either... Probably Square Enix would roll in and be like, yeah, we're taking your game now. <laughs> I gotta say, though, it feels really gross when a Kickstarter is advertised at like on, like, an E3 stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No like, the way. Shenmue, the Shenmue Kickstarter is, like, the scummiest thing I've ever heard of heard from a of AAA that. dev. You didn't Shenmue hear about the whole Kickstarter? Shenmue? Uh, yeah, they, they I, did I, a Kickstarter for Shenmue 3, and it was on the PlayStation 4 E3 stage. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're a publisher. Publish the game. Don't ask your audience for Kickstarter money. If you don't have enough confidence in it that it needs to be Kickstarted, it shouldn't be an E3. Yeah. What the fuck is and this like, entire they got, system like, happening? Like $3 million, dollars, and there were still like questions of like, is this going to get made? I'm looking it's, at I it. Mean, wait, it's what? So right gross. now it says they've only. Oh, six mil. Oh, I misread that second comma as a period. Yeah, they got six million dollars. That's three times what they were asking for. It's also I mean, like also, it's also a super disingenuous fuck? Kickstarter because it's <laughs> the game clearly doesn't have a cost that lines up with what they're asking for or what they got. Because video games are I mean, way more expensive than that. Yeah, yeah especially for a like sort of it's uh, an ad campaign. Almost. It's, yeah, it's a it seriously is like a fake little like ad campaign to gauge interest oh, that they're that they're worth, and people fell for it. People it's fell an interest for it. Check, and it's also so people feel invested. Shenmue in the three is literally the time. worst pre-order that's ever happened. Yes, yeah. like it's horrifying say, that so? people just fell right into this uh, ad campaign. Uh, I was gonna say that I remember that there were actually some games that only when a certain tier was reached would they add a new feature to a game. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's kind of a cool part of Kickstarter, though. Uh, stretch it can goals. be, yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as um, they're meaningful. Uh, there's also a lot of, like, unmeaningful ways to do it. You know what's actually a great example of Kickstarter game terrible no matter what? Mighty Number no. 9. Fuck Mighty Number no. 9. Moving I on. I don't know anything about that, but... <laughs> oh. You, you didn't... And you played Mega Man. Um, yep. I heard bad. it was terrible, so I skipped it's, it. It's I I bought it. He's on, a big Mega Man. Yeah, fan. I'm a huge Mega Man fan. Uh, I I almost entirely listened to Mega Man remixes while we were playing Scrap Mechanic. Um, <laughs> I I bought this it. This is a quote from Wikipedia: The game's design, graphics, content, voice acting, and technical issues were criticized. So <laughs> all the parts of it. <laughs> yeah. So I I loaded up the game. I played the tutorial. <laughs> And I recorded the entire thing. I I, I looked at the level select. Uh, they wouldn't stop talking to me, by the way, while I was looking at the level select. Instead of being like, bing, bing, uh -huh. bing, as you switch between the boss portraits, it's like, this guy does that, <laughs> that, that. And then you switch. And then it's like, this guy does that, that, that. And then you go back and do the dialogue again. And I'm like, ah, uh, don't uh -huh. want. It was awful. And I uninstalled the game, returned it to Steam... And deleted the footage because my commentary after a certain point dropped off to, huh? Yeah. <laughs> they're they're doing that's little... that's pretty funny, but also, huh? Yeah. I wonder how the ladies' movements and everything are because the guy just looks burly. 
Oh, we were talking she's about the brute. Acropolis again. Shell, Shell is giving that. no context to randomly talking about game that's happening in front of her again. We can talk mm -hmm. about that in a couple of minutes because we, we should probably <laughs> we should probably actually wrap this up because this has yeah, been going on I for two hours. Yeah, we've definitely hit maximum podcast time. All right, Absolutely. so guys, once again, it's uh, fournerds.tumblr.com slash ask if you want to send in questions, and we'll this we'll probably be doing a lot of this in the future. It gives it gives us more to, to a more ability to all contribute to something as opposed to you make when we fall back viewers. on topics. That, what? <laughs> Nothing. Mm -hmm. I was being sarcastic and an ass. I I, I didn't hear it at all though. That's the, fine. Uh, it gives us more to go on than with the moments when we're like one person played a game and wants to talk about it, but then no one's played it, and it's it's harder than the, than questions everyone can ask together. Hopefully, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what any of this is. See you next time. <laughs> wow, that was a that was a slick ending.